0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Oh, man, it's our big 90th episode this week, guys. 90 it is 90, crazy. it is man.
1: crazy there's no other word to describe it just crazy i can't I, every week i say it but i mean come on just 10 away from 100 right. episodes Fucking that is in, insane. just <laughs> insane
0: insane <laughs> it man it really is it really is well for the big 90th episode of course we got to get somebody big to add to the guest list of course oh man james moses black is coming on the show yes have seen him on things like logan entourage the resident graze and anatomy i mean most just recently so like this is us yeah Man, it's yeah crazy.
1: and you can catch him in theaters right now in black and blue
0: yep that's so. right that's right people are gonna love this interview and ooh, this industry news this week. Basically, you know how we talk about Disney, Netflix, all the streamers, basically. But this week, it is all about HBO. Yeah,
1: Max. yeah, man. Warner, Warner Media in general, they just had a huge week. And yeah. like, normally it's Disney that takes up the majority of our news,
0: you know. Yeah, but exactly. but
1: no, no. This week it's the get ready for the Warner Media HBO show, right? Because like so much news, Hell man. Yeah. They it's, they just broke a shit ton.
0: Yeah, seriously, it's crazy. It's crazy, and. Our top five this week since we're trying to be, you know, diverse and we appreciate all aspects of filmmaking. That's right. So that's, that's why right. our top five this week is top five Martin Scorsese film. It
1: had to be. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the show, you know last week we went off on Martin Scorsese and Francis for Coppola because we weren't so cool with their comments about the Marvel films. But like you said, we respect all filmmaking and mm-hmm. all forms of art, so we have our favorite Scorsese films. I exactly, mean, you know.
0: Exactly. And your host for this week, myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mao. What up? Oh, yeah. And before we get this thing started, you know, I got to plug our website, crazyantmedia.com. Click on the merchandise tab where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant apparel. You will look hashtag crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, let's get this thing started. You know,
1: wait, 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 before we start oh, though, oh. I just wanna give a I just wanna give a huge shout out to the fire guys here and the police department, all the first responders out there. Guys, just if, if you're not aware, man, L.A., well, damn near all California, but all of L.A. is on fire, man. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's burning up crazy out here. And if you just drive any kind of a stretch to go anywhere, you're, you're bound to run into a fire. These guys are just killing it out there, trying to get it under control and keeping everybody safe and everything. Yeah. So, uh, if you gotta be out and about traveling if you gotta if you gotta go to be careful because it's dangerous out there and um for all the people out there who've lost some stuff lost their homes and all that i mean our hearts go out to you yeah. and uh, it's a crazy situation guys and if you're just reading it from somewhere far away and think it ain't real it's real yeah exactly. and uh and it's nobody's fault mm-hmm. okay i mean you read that shit a lot of people are yeah. blaming the fucking government and the okay. state and all that like yeah. come on man fires happen goodness it's a real goodness. thing out here and it's uh you know just, i just i just wanted to say that because i don't think the first responders get enough credit right for doing what they do to try to save all the stuff they save and keep the people safe so congrats to them and, and huge thanks to them and just all right now let's get into the the, the fun stuff
0: right hell yeah well, i mean we're gonna start with the mega disney the mouse house oh man now this is some crazy shit guys because we saw how the game of throne duo david bynoff and db weiss they were signed to a major overall production deal with netflix but we we're, we were told that they were going to do their own star wars trilogy yeah
1: yeah they had signed a deal with disney also lucasfilm to launch uh the next trilogy after the skywalker saga yeah. so you know because everybody knows that one's getting ready to come to an end yeah and uh yeah they they were gonna they were gonna launch the next trilogy all new stories nothing to do with the skywalker uh trilogy or the saga there and um not happening. Exactly. It's not That's happening.
0: fucking crazy. And I mean, it kind of makes sense off of what they said, uh, both points where, one, they're way too busy right now with Netflix creating new content. Right, And right. the other thing is, they don't want it, because they see how these last Star Wars films have, haven't really gone over well with the fans. Right, right. So, I mean... They just don't want to have the same reaction they did to the last season of Game of Thrones. Exactly,
1: and and all but said that yeah. they, they like they went through that shit with the last season of Game of Thrones, and they they they've like you said, the fans have been a little hardcore towards the last few Star Wars yeah. films, and they just don't want to put themselves in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I get the busy schedule thing too, but I feel like they signed that deal with Lucasfilm prior to their big announcement with Netflix, yeah. and I feel like if if you were going to prioritize, yeah, that should have come first. Served. But I mean, there it is. I, I think, I think that the other. I think the the potential for the fan backlash yeah. and maybe the, and Plus. To be fair, Iger said that after this next one, after Rise of Skywalker, they're mm-hmm. taking a break. Yeah, they understand that maybe it was too too much, too fast, yeah. too soon, and he's stepping back, and they're going to slow down on Star Wars. Other than, of course, the stuff that's coming to Disney Plus. Right. Not talking about Mandalorian or any of the series, no. but movies. They're yeah. gonna. So, I mean, and that could have played heavily into it too. Yeah. So.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Completely regroup. Which kind of. Makes sense, but I was excited about seeing this trilogy after they said it was going to be about the origins of the actual Jedi, like how it all started.
1: Yeah, that would have been really exciting, Um, you know, because everybody just assumes Jedi Skywalker, Yeah. but there were Jedis long, long before, before the Skywalkers, yeah. so yeah, it would have been really interesting to kind of figure out where that all came from, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you figure it out yourself.
0: Exactly, right. exactly. Bill Condon and Disney, who previously teamed on the 2017 live-action redo of The Beauty and the Beast, are re-teaming for a musical to take on the... Christmas Carol, basically. Yeah,
1: Charles Dickens' I mean, Christmas Carol. I
0: <laughs> I liken this to everybody's just trying to copy Hallmark right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: everybody wants to jump on the Christmas bandwagon, and I mean, Jesus, come, on, how many times has a Christmas Carol been done? I know, right? I mean, over and over and over and over. I I think honestly, the most creative take on it that I've ever seen is Scrooged yeah. with Bill Murray. Yeah. But guys it that was still a christmas carol exactly. <laughs> like, um and of course you know i thought the one-man show with uh, patrick stewart was mm-hmm. brilliant but it's just been done over and over and over now i mean they had a lot of success with beauty and the beast this is a good pairing um i I think that you know it'll be interesting to see what they do with this version Mm -hmm. but i think also this is also in a direct response one like you said everybody's trying to jump on the christmas bandwagon including apple Mm -hmm. if you guys remember we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago apple's already got a christmas carol uh work in the works also with will ferrell and ryan reynolds yeah so no doubt did and he's like wait a minute we yeah. got to do something to kind of counteract that so um it's just all about competing it is man it's the streaming wars from top to bottom everything in hollywood right now is about these companies competing mm-hmm. and i mean it's like anytime one gets the foot up the other one's like well hold on hold yeah. on we got it too so i mean i mean we love the mouse house there's no secret about that. but i'm thinking ryan reynolds will ferrell they got that one
0: yeah i mean i don't know if you can yeah i don't know if you
1: can beat a musical with will ferrell and ryan reynolds i just it would be pretty fucking funny i I mean hell yeah
0: not
1: that they haven't had some misses right they have but i feel pretty confident that's going to be pretty funny
0: i agree i agree well, stuff that's happening over at Disney Plus. They just ordered a 10-episode docu-series from LeBron James yes. and a production company that is also partnered with Spring Hill Entertainment, ESB, ESPN Films, and Spoke Studios and ITV America. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is uh becoming and it's based on his Becoming TV show that aired on Disney XD way back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, which basically it it kind of highlights like um celebrity they go they go to people's hometowns and and they visit where they came up and they kind of like tell you the story of how they got to where they are yeah. before they became famous yeah um which is going to be really interesting yeah. i mean and i think you know this is going to go broader than just sports stars yeah, it's going to be celebrity stars m- music you know television yeah. stuff i think this is going to be an interesting you know i think a lot of people like to see yeah, exactly. where people
0: came up yeah. and
1: how they got to where they were exactly. you know
0: how the interaction was between them and, their hometown and- how they, like, kind of like LeBron did, put it on their back and just carry them.
1: Exactly. And, and, you know, I think sometimes stories like this are important because I think a lot of people out there really genuinely believe that overnight success means it happened overnight. And yeah, it really doesn't. It does not. And most of the time there's a big old long struggle that comes exactly. with overnight success. And so these type stories where you can go back and say, no, no, this is what the real path of mm-hmm. me getting to where I was is Mm -hmm. and and i mean you know i I think it's important for people to see that kind of stuff and should be inspiring Mm -hmm. i think those type stories even though sometimes you look back and watch them and they're hard yeah they're difficult stories they're inspiring because if you can overcome difficult stuff to get to where they are that's inspiring man i
0: agree i agree well i mean disney you know they're all about attracting People to their streaming services, especially family household names. Yes, like John Stamos. Yes, John Stamos. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Aunt Becky. No. No, no she's Aunt she's going to be a little preoccupied. Uh, yeah. In jail. <laughs> In prison, actually. Oh, for maybe Aunt Becky. Thirty-five Aunt to forty years. Which.
1: Could be why John Stamos is fleeing Netflix and the whole, you know, reunion, you know, show over there. And, uh, you know, in just kind of a new project. Yeah. New project. Smart move. He's teaming with legendary television producers, speaking of big names brought in, David E. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Private practice. I mean, just so much. The yeah. Boston League. I mean, there's been so many dramas. Uh, Ally McBeal. Jesus. Any, think Anything back over the last 30 years, yeah. David E. Kelly's had a hand in it uh, on TV. And... Married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. I mean, for people who didn't know that, yeah. I mean, guys, pretty pretty good guy. Uh, he's teaming with Uncle Jesse, John Stamos, uh, for, this is interesting, a series set in the world of girls' high school basketball. Mm. Yeah. Diverse it's going to be called Big Shots. Yeah. Um, it's going to follow a temperamental college basketball coach, John Stamos, Uncle Jesse, who gets fired from his job and must take a teaching and coaching job at the elite all-girls private high school. I mean, you know, that's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, exactly. I, I don't know. It's going to be, but he's always done really well with comedies. Yeah. Although this seems to be a bit more of a dramedy. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some comedic stuff in it, but mm-hmm. uh, looks like uh, David E. Kelly's going to write the series and executive produce. Now, here's the interesting part about this story that I Brad Garrett. Mm. yes everybody loves Raymond big old tall Brad Garrett uh, quite the comedian himself by the way he actually pitched the idea to David E. Kelly it's actually his idea interesting so yeah I mean there you go and he's going to be brought on obviously as an executive producer and much like uh, Disney loves to do Ten episodes. Mm. It's been given a ten episode mm-hmm. deal, uh, and it's going to start shooting in Los Angeles uh, next month. Couple weeks. Oh, nice. So good. L- I hope it works for John Stamos. You know, because other than Full House and Fuller House on Netflix, he's kind of had, had a tough time trying yeah. to regain that success yeah. you know it's had a couple of sitcoms air on fox and, and right. different that, that haven't worked so i'm hoping that this one really works I, I you know be good to get him back on television and 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 see him i mean that would be
2: good
1: speak it up all right uh his old uh network abc which also is disney because disney owns everything uh they have given um a back order to comedy, mixed dish, and Stumptown. Mm. Uh, each one of those brand new shows has been ordered additional episodes, and the rookie has also been handed an additional thirteen episode pickup. Oh, so yeah, there. You know, I, I guess um, mixed dish and Stumptown. Stumptown, by the way, Colby Smolders. You know uh, how uh, How I Met Your Mother and uh, Avengers, and mm-hmm. you guys know where you love her. Uh, apparently, doing pretty well. And mixed dish, uh, Mark Paul Gossler, You know, it's the spinoff from Blackish. Yeah. Um, about the mixed couple and the and the, and the kids and everything. Both apparently doing pretty well. Yeah. Um. And I guess the rookie, even though the big shake up with the you know the one star leaving and the you know harassment uh, stuff, and it uh, just hasn't shaken it up too much. Yeah. Still performing well enough to get picked up for a full season. So, congrats to them. Yeah, uh, and seriously. Nathan Fillion. And uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they. they and uh, from what I understand, though, they came right up to the deadline mm. of like you know renewing and or yeah. expanding episode counts. So I guess you know they were kind of waiting.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Uh, good for Stumptown. Because I feel like Stumptown's pre- performing at about the same level as Whiskey Cavalier.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, yeah, w-
1: w- w- mm, yeah. Mm. still a little bitter about that yeah, one. I'm a little, little bitter bit. about that yeah. one. I-, I just, I don't know. It's
0: all good for some of the actors, though. Because this next one, there's going to be a Fresh Off the Boat um, spinoff, and it's going to have one of our Whiskey Cavalier cast members Yes. it.
1: Yes, Verdas. Yes. Yes, and which, by the way, he was fucking hilarious was. on Whiskey Cavalier. Yeah. If you guys totally missed it, you should watch it while you still can somewhere. Yeah. Um, and this is interesting. Yeah, it, he's it, he's going to guest star in an upcoming episode of Fresh Off the Boat, and mm-hmm. they're gonna they the idea was to set this up as a backdoor spinoff, and apparently it did. They're happy enough with what they've seen. It hasn't aired yet, but they're happy happy enough to what they've seen with the episode after it's been edited that they're going to actually move forward on this. It was for potential, but it looks like disney has agreed to go ahead and pick it up um the episode is gonna center on an indian family whose daughter attends school with eddie yeah so and that's how it's all gonna come together it's called magic motor Inn. Mm. so i'm guessing it's gonna revolve around you know a family that owns a hotel and you know kind of thing but uh anything with verdas in it i just think is gonna be funny it's gonna work and i mean Look, the creators and all the people behind Blackish—we just told you, mixed got picked up. they have had success. Yeah. You agree. know th- this formula that they have going with these shows is working, and I feel like this is going to be another hit for them.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Now, th- speaking of hits, I think this one's going to be a hit because everybody, I feel like, from young people to old people, are huge fans of Legos. Like collect—I feel oh, like there's yeah, somewhat yeah. of collectors' items once you get them built. But Will Arnett has signed on to host and executive produce a competition game show, Lego Masters at Fox.
1: Yeah, yeah, Fox, Disney-owned. Yep. <laughs> Are you seeing a trend here? Right, exactly. and, and And, guys, we're just getting started. Remember, this is a lot of Disney news, not even close to Warner's news.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: I think you're right, though. Lego Masters, first of all, epic name. Yeah. Uh, it's going to feature pairs of Lego enthusiasts facing off in brick-building challenges mm-hmm. throughout the competition.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Arnett, alongside expert Lego judges... Mm-hmm. I wonder how you become an right, expert exactly. Lego judge. What, what what's involved with that? Um, they're gonna encourage the builders, introduce incredible challenges, and put the creations to the test after they're built. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Will Arnett's got that very particular dry kind yeah. of sense of humor. Just yeah. I mean I really like Will Arnett, yeah. so I think this is gonna be pretty fucking funny.
0: Agreed. I mean, agree. I'm imagining the show's gonna be like chopped, but for Legos.
1: Oh, that would be pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who's Lego is. On on the yeah just i mean not the chopping block but like they got to come up with something you know to dismantle the legos don't you know, know. i
0: kind of like the chopped when like they pull one up and yeah then you just kind of break it all down yeah be yeah up. oh that would Damn, be fucked I up i spent so much time trying to build that and now you just broke it down
1: that would be fucking hilarious <laughs> but kudos to will arnett i think that's going to be fantastic
0: Hell yeah. um
1: you know and fox needs some stuff man. yeah they, they do i mean they're, they're doing okay with they, like nine one one and stuff yeah, but
0: not you know disney just vault a whole bunch of their shit so
1: yeah yeah if you're trying to get a, a 20th century fox film to air at your theater you know like a throwback or you know a drive-in or yeah. movie at the park night or whatever good luck
2: yeah because you
1: know eiger did recently admit they are indeed vaulting them like they do their own movies exactly. and it's going to be a while before you're going to apparently see any of them again so exactly,
2: exactly.
1: Um, mm. well, yeah. let's
0: get into it man at&t and warner media
1: this is at&t yeah uh, and we'll <laughs> talk about that in a minute morgan freeman but yeah (laughs) warner brothers had their big investor call uh you know for their shareholders and and uh just all kinds of announcements came out of this uh, this meeting this big old thing and and we're gonna start because there's a bunch of it Mm -hmm. um first warner brothers ceo anna sarnoff announced that warner brothers pictures chairman toby emmerich they're gonna go ahead and extend his contract, but he's getting a whole lot of new responsibilities. Yeah. Um while New Line Cinema's president and chief content officer Carolyn Blackwood has been promoted yeah. to the newly created position of Warner Brother Pictures Group C O O.
0: That's what I um, like, man. They're making like a huge push to make females in charge over there oh
1: yeah without doubt i mean that they're, they're spreading out the diversity and and could i mean anna sarnoff is is brilliant at, at She was totally the right choice by yeah. at&t's uh stevenson to to run the studio yeah. I, I think it was a great move um part of the deal apparently emmerich will expand his responsibilities to tackle a range of strategic priorities within warner brothers and warner media mm-hmm. i'm taking that as because we'll get into this a little bit more in, in throughout this uh hbo section but All kinds of stuff was announced for HBO Max and what the streaming service is going to be entailing. And a lot of that has to do with Warner Brothers movies, which I'm guessing his expanded responsibilities are going to have a lot to do with HBO Max. Um, Blackwood, she's going to be responsible for the day-to-day operations, including physical production, business affairs, and music, and also continue to see new line she's nice. gonna oversee new line yeah. so she's gonna be busy as well
2: yeah seriously. um
1: that is crazy and then speaking of our guy uh, randall stevenson the ceo of at&t uh he did some major announcements as well mm-hmm. he says he's making a bold statement first of all they announced that hbo max will debut may of 2020 yeah and they have set a fixed price finally there were all kinds of rumors but it's going to be 15 bucks a month 14.99 basically 15 bucks a month not bad no not too bad not too bad then he made a bold statement oh shit he said that he believes under the current forecast of what they're looking at and inside numbers that they're getting, that HBO Max will reach 50 million subscribers in its first five yeah, years. that's crazy. That's 10 million subscribers yeah, a, year. a year over the ne- first five years. That is lofty. I'm just going to say it.
0: Yeah. Um, He's got high hopes, man. He He really does. does. And I mean – in the streaming wars, he is definitely on the high end of the cost per month. He is. So he is. that's really going to be interesting.
1: Although I, uh, this does include foreign subscribers, you yeah. know, international subscribers. He did make that clear. This is a global footprint forecast. Yeah. But if it holds true, it would be higher than Disney Plus's, which is 60 to 90 million yeah. subscriptions by 2024. Yeah. So, um, mm. Yeah. You bring up a good point, though. Out of all the new ones coming, it's the most pricey. Yeah, it's exactly. more expensive than Disney+. Plus. It's more expensive than um, Apple. It's more expensive than Netflix. It's more expensive than CBS All Access. Yeah. It's more expensive than Hulu. So, But you're about to find out why. Because, man, oh, man, did they announce a bunch of shit for mm-hmm. HBO Max, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, this next one... I, it, it, for anybody who follows industry news if you guys not just listening to the show but if you follow the news yourself you know read the trades or on twitter or whatever you were probably like scratching your head for a minute going what the fuck?"
0: a little confused yeah (laughs) they
1: announced that you know a prequel not is dead at hbo you know game of thrones prequel dead then just a couple hours later you see oh prequel's been greenlit for you know game of thrones and and you're like wait what what the fuck?" so we're gonna try to clear this up for y'all okay
0: seriously
1: there was a prequel that was greenlit okay indeed that was canceled it's here's the crazy thing that was shot all done in the can in the editing process a final cut had apparently been met and then not going to move forward that's a whole lot of money spent a whole lot of time spent not going to happen so we're going to get into that first of all let's do it in the pipeline the one that you heard about on the back half of all day yesterday Mm -hmm. house of the dragon yeah that is the one that is moving forward it's received a straight to series order Mm -hmm. okay that one but the untitled prequel that was gonna star naomi watts not happening not moving forward. Not move- that was going to be the one that was going to be written by the guy who did the kingsman yeah um and uh george rr R. martin and it was going to take place like thousands of years before yeah. game of thrones mm. um which is just crazy but that's the way it was
0: right um and it's just interesting to me because this one is still was still untitled but finished and the one that's about to come out has a title but is not finished
1: right it makes no sense and and this how long that one was in it says this one was actually given the pilot green light last year
0: mm.
1: yeah and and like i said not going forward after a lengthy post-production yeah. they had gone into massive re-editing of the initial cut because apparently it was not well received by mm-hmm. hbo they didn't like it um and rumors about issues during the filming and, and filming problems yeah. so i i would have thought if you were having problems and they by the way they were you know shooting in ireland and on location yeah. and all but i would think if you were having all kinds of on-set filming problems maybe that's when you decide to stop yeah. you get all the way into post-production you're re-editing the final right. cut and you're all the way close up, and then you decide right. let's pull the plug on it mm. yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know what that means will we ever see that one i don't know
2: yeah
1: um but house of the dragon yeah like you said this one has a name this prequel uh project and now this is actually about the targaryen civil war mm-hmm. it has been picked up given an order for 10 episodes this one also co-created by george r r martin and uh ryan condal who's known for colony
2: mm-hmm.
1: um they're going to be the showrunners on the series right nice. this one also takes place well before game of thrones but not nearly as far back it's not thousands of years from what i understand it's only about 300 years yeah. before game of thrones yeah so um and uh, you know they mentioned the targaryen civil war in in get. Ga- so i mean i guess this one they just felt more comfortable right. with i mean maybe something Something they thought they could they could bring to the audience yeah. a little quicker than More people I mean
0: interested in that storyline than the other like yeah there's so many if ands or buts what could have happened I,
1: I look we just talked about it at the top you know with the co creators of Game of Thrones uh, for or the co- showrunners um. A lot of backlash for that last season. A lot of people weren't happy. So I'm guessing, you know, they're trying to be very selective about what they're putting and not putting on. So, I mean, hopefully it works. I I mean, I think the show was popular. I think it had a great run prior to the last season. And uh, I think, you know, a lot of people want to see it. But good luck to them.
0: Yeah, seriously. Good luck to them. But Mm. speaking of a popular show. This next one. I know. HBO Max. You're a huge fan. You're a huge fan. Officially won the exclusive streaming rights to... South Park, which is currently on Disney-owned Hulu, so yeah. you know everybody was probably bidding for this shit.
1: Oh, yeah, apparently it was a nasty a nasty bidding war. Netflix dropped out way back, because yeah. I feel like they knew that they couldn't compete, because they had already paid a shit ton of money for other stuff. Exactly. Um, so this is interesting, though. Yeah, like you said, it's currently airing on Hulu, but not soon. Um, South Park Digital Studios, which is a joint venture with Viacom, so this also affected, I'm wondering if uh, Viacom CBS, which is about to become a reality was also trying to bid on it yeah, you would think right
2: exactly.
1: yeah so they inked a deal uh talking about south park digital studios inked a multi-year licensing deal and this is crazy it covers all 23 seasons of mm-hmm. south park yes i said 23 it's been on that long guys yeah, right. plus three new seasons which they've agreed to allow to appear on HBO max 24 hours after they air on comedy central. So even the new seasons, they will air on comedy central first, but then go to HBO max. Right. Um, and here's here here's the crazy part. How many times have we heard this number thrown around the last few weeks right. in industry news when we're talking? 500 to $550 million for the rights to South Park,
0: guys. That is freaking crazy. Half a billion
1: dollars yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we week in, week out, it seems like we're talking about that. Half a billion for this show. Half yeah. a billion for that show. That's a lot of money, guys. Exactly. That is a lot of money.
0: It's super crazy, man. It really is. And I mean, especially when that's like... Seinfeld friends money type shit. Yeah, so, for
1: South Park. For South Park. I
0: mean, come on. It's so epic.
1: It's, but, uh, <laughs> but I dude, it's got a lot of fucking fans. It does. A lot of fans. It so does. I mean, I guess they think it's worth it. Hell yeah! Uh, this next one, I am like beyond excited now
0: about. I know.
1: Uh, TV producer extraordinaire, of which, by the way, was in our top uh, five last week, right? Yep. Like uh, producers that we would love to work with. Yeah. Um, Greg Berlanti. Oh my God, Arrowverse guys, you know Greg Berlanti. There's not a single network or streaming service or platform that that brings you any kind of TV that he doesn't have a show on. Exactly. And he's about to have even more. Mm-hmm. Berlanti is developing a pair of DC Comics projects for, shocker, HBO Max. Uh, This is exciting because, like I said, Arrowverse. This guy, I've long said over and over and over again, you want to fix the DCEU, which is their film side, you should hand it over to him. Because he has perfected the television side, along with Andrew Kreinsberg and and, and several of his partners. Guys, they are straight out of the comics, onto the screen. Perfect adaptations of DC characters. And it's about to get even better, because the one that we know wasn't a perfect adaptation yeah. <laughs> from comic to screen ryan reynolds will tell you yeah. green lantern yeah. well berlanti has taken on green lantern yeah. finally they've been hinting at a green lantern all throughout arrow you know a lot of people thought john diggle was going to end up being yeah. you know uh the john stewart green arrow i mean a uh, green lantern hasn't happened could still have they're still teasing it even yeah. in this final season so i don't know if that's going to be the premise for the setup for this yeah but um i'm excited about it because if anybody can Pull off a Green Lantern series. It's Berlanti, oh, yeah, and then he's also going to do Strange Adventures. Mm yeah this is uh going to be an anthology series which is going to feature all kinds of dc characters oh, wow. um yeah it, it's going to be a drama and it's going to explore you, you know what remember when we talked about um marvel disney plus was going to do the marvel series what if yeah like what if this and this happened yeah I get, i'm getting the feel that this is kind of what this is going to be uh, okay. for the dc version because yeah. it's close-ended stories about intersecting lives of ordinary humans and superhumans. Yeah. so kind of like what if this superhero were to meet this everyday right. joe kind of a thing and then they're going to do yeah. these kind of stories yeah. or whatever so that should be really interesting yeah and no surprise here we don't have any fucking idea what the green lantern storyline is going to yeah, be about. Exactly. that's going to be completely under wraps it, you're not going to know until it's launched exactly. um so yeah that's going to be really interesting now this is interesting also these are for hbo max yeah and ever since hbo max was announced people were wondering what does it mean we talk about this all the time what does it mean for dc universe because as you guys know dc universe has all kinds of original shows on there berlanti is executive producing two of them titans and doom patrol um and everybody was wondering like what's going to happen to dcu is it still going to be around are they going to get rid of it are they going to you know right now this is what we know um titans doom patrol star girl all still on there as original series Mm star girl hasn't premiered yet we do know star girl is going to be moved over to the cw though it's yeah. it's going to take i guess one of the voids when arrow goes off yeah so that has been announced but they also announced doom patrol season two will air on dcu and on hbo max yeah. so um is that going to be kind of the thing are you like going to be they're going to continue to air on dcu and then also air on hbo max right or i'm just wondering if doom patrol does really well on hbo max are they is there are they using doom patrol as a test factor to be like okay if we can convert this show over do we just take titans and move it over and then just get rid of dcu
0: which i really hope not
1: (laughs) i hope not either but i think that's the move because they also really they announced that all of the superman movies Mm. and all of the batman movies wonder woman aquaman even joker all going to be on hbo max and as you guys know if you have dcu already which we do and we love it all the superman movies all the batman movies and all that is already on dcu exactly so i guessing that means that i mean if you read into that it sure seems like they're going to take that content from one and put it on the other
0: so well my thing is like they're so successful you know they have boatloads of money so for the comic book people, because it's such a huge wide fan base, why not just leave DCU alone and just put all the stuff on both streaming services? And if they want something else, Maybe do like an add-on plan to get HBO Max if you already have DC Universe.
1: Right, right, or or vice versa. I think since exactly. it's since it's going to be fourteen ninety nine, maybe exactly. you pay for HBO Max and then pay a couple dollars extra to get DCU. Yeah, um, because DCU has some stuff on there that they are clearly not going to bring over to well, HBO yeah, it's Max. It's
0: groundbreaking. Yeah,
1: it is because for anybody who doesn't have it, not only do they have all the old TV shows too, which I don't see. I haven't heard any announcements yet about uh, TV shows yeah. being brought over or animated movies for yeah. that reason and I don't know if anybody knows but the the actual Warner Brother animation DC films mm-hmm. have been more popular than the live action exactly. they've been su- hugely successful but I did not hear them announce that those would be going over to HBO Max yeah. plus like you said uh, groundbreaking they have comic books on there exactly. guys you the entire DC comic library is on DC Universe exactly. you can literally go in and on your screen read comic books yeah. that's Awesome! Exactly. You you can be a comic book collector without having to go in and spend thousands exactly. and thousands of dollars to collect all these things. Or say you're just getting into the movies and you like have no idea who these characters are, like Suicide Squad. Right. Unless you're a comic exactly. book guy, you don't know who these people. Know. Now you could just go on and read the comic exactly. books, like who is Suicide Squad, and you exactly. go in and I mean, I, I just think it would be a, a disastrous move. I agree with you wholeheartedly to get rid of DCU mm-hmm. because there's a place for it, and I think people need it, and and so fingers crossed that they don't get rid of that
0: yeah agreed agreed well hbo max man they're signing in their key players they really are adam mckay has signed a new five-year first look television deal with hbo to develop content for both hbo and the streaming service hbo max mckay will produce under his new production company hyper object industries with uh, Metic yeah. joining the group as as a company partner.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting name. Yeah. I like that Hyper Object Industries. Right. It sounds like like a rival for Tony Stark right. or something. <laughs> I don't I don't even know, but, but I mean it's a pretty good it's a pretty good uh, name. And then of course his first project under the new deal which i you know we know that our that our friend billy ray is working on james comey you know we're going to get that limited series coming pretty soon uh it's mckay gonna be doing a limited series about jeffrey epstein yeah yeah that guy that jeffrey epstein yeah the untitled series is going to be based on the actual miami herald investigation that was done um and it's going to be diving into the whole multimillionaire financiers, sex trafficking, you know. This could be a really interesting series, you know, because... Guys, there's a lot of really big names in this sex trafficking scandal. Exactly. Republicans, Democrats, you're talking like Clinton and like, yeah, I mean, all kinds of people, not just Trump, but Clinton also. Uh, Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. like the, some members of the royal family. There are a lot of famous people caught up in this. and It's going to be really interesting to see exactly. how they approach this series. I agree. So, I
0: agree. And this is by no surprise because we've heard a lot of steam and a lot of good things about the HBO showtime lakers series and that's also coming from adam mckay yes yes
1: this guy's killing it i know i mean so okay and look we talked about uh south park right we know they got rick and morty they've got friends big bang theory west wing i mean dude they're like loading up yeah okay um Okay, then we, t- we talked about um, Berlanti bringing mm-hmm. the series, but I-, I didn't know this one. Elizabeth Banks is also doing a superhero series for DC oh, on wow. HBO Max yeah. called DC Superhero High. It's actually going to be a comedy series about a group of gifted students just trying to get by at a boarding school high school. Oh, wow. So that should be pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, kind of like a comedic X-Men, I-, I I would guess, depending on, right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, all of the Looney Tunes... You know, the, the plethora of Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny cartoons, um, that's all going to be on there. Yeah. Um boondocks we talked ooh and you, you brought up a good point about boondocks um how's that going to move forward exactly. and and like i, I mean it's going to be really interesting um genlock greece remember Rydell high yeah. they're going to do a, a little prequel series for that gremlins sesame street all kinds of stuff they got exactly. the new series with kaylee cuoco mm-hmm. uh the flight lena Dunham, ansel egert uh mindy kaling at uh, nicole Kid. dude they paid out the ass and lined up yeah. some serious star power yes. with
0: some series coming to HBO Max yeah. that like, exactly, exactly I mean, we all thought at the beginning that Disney Plus was going to be the main one ripping all the licensed content off, but right. freaking Warner Brothers is coming with lots of licensed uh, content. I mean, content. you're right, everybody seems to
1: forget that Warner Brothers has been around just as long as Disney, mm-hmm. and they have a plethora of content guys, like DC has, I mean, like um Disney has marvel warner brothers has dc like disney has mickey warner brothers has bugs and looney tunes i mean th- there is a lot of matching content yeah. over all these hundreds of years of studio power that if there's one that can i think can compete with disney on the content side of it yeah. it would be warner brothers i agree you know it's going to be netflix and apple and all these that have nothing to pull from exactly. that are going to be struggling but warner and disney are going to be like the bunny and the mouse going to be going at it for supremacy i think think and it's going to be really interesting exactly exactly. and i know you're excited about this one i know you're excited because we just mentioned remember hbo or uh, at&t warner media whatever you want to call them i guess technically they're at&t yeah but um they spent half a billion dollars to rip friends away from netflix so this next little bit of news kind of excites a whole shit ton of people doesn't it
0: man it really does and i'm one of them jennifer aniston (laughs) had friends and fans in frenzy after her appearance on ellen guys when pressed about what a friends reunion would look like aniston teased listen we would love there for there to be something but we don't know what that something is yet so we're just trying right now we're working on something. Mm.
1: Yeah, talk about very cryptic, but yeah. then very like,
0: uh oh. Exactly. Or did she
1: just say they're working on something? And I love how she's like, no, eh, well, you know, we don't know what we want. Eh, we're working on something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like well, how are you working on something if you don't know what you're working exactly. on? Like, kind of a thing. Rumor has it that everybody has said that they're never going to do a reboot. Yeah. They're never going to go back and do it that kind of way. But rumor has it that the cast has maybe kind of moved towards HBO Max doing a movie mm. so a friend's movie yeah now that would be interesting you're not trying to recapitalize on the success of the show you're, mm-hmm. you're just kind of updating the characters exactly. like here's an update on where they're at exactly. and i think a little two-hour movie on hbo max might be the perfect yeah. way to do that <laughs> it agree. appeases the fans about who want to know what happened to everybody yeah. all those years after but without trying to like have the disaster of right. will and grace and all these reboots that yeah. have just like not worked not with the comeback
0: because i mean will and Grace is going off the air after two seasons after coming back. Right, right.
1: So you know what I think? I think that this, if done right, if done right, could be like what Gilmore Girls successfully did. yeah Waited long enough, listened to the demand of the fans, but they're gonna give them just a bit. yeah Like exactly. Gilmore Girls did. Okay, we'll give you one. Yeah. We'll let you know where everybody's at. Exactly. But it's gonna be quick and short and easy and yeah. then out of there. Exactly. And I feel like if that's what Friends does, yeah. that will appease the fans. It'll go over hugely successful yeah. and yet not ruin or take away from what the original was. I agree. So follow that Gilmore Girls strategy, yeah. guys. Do that. I think you're good to go. Exactly. I think it's golden. Exactly. So,
0: and I mean, let's be honest about it. Uh, the friends tease wasn't exactly the only thing that people were in a frenzy about. There was freaking snapshots everywhere of Jennifer Aniston and Ellen kissing. Yeah, w- Did, yes. Yeah, like, yes. I was just like, okay. I don't even know how that happened. I watched the video. She was just like, no, I've never kissed a girl. And then Ellen leans in, like, just being joking. And then Jennifer Aniston leans sure. in and pecks her. I was just sure. like, oh. Okay, that just broke the internet. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, th- if one thing is for certain, Jen- Jennifer Aniston has never had a problem causing a stir. Yeah, I she she She's um, classic at bringing attention to herself. Yeah, seriously. Um, damn near in every episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I think everybody who's a Friends mm, yeah. fan knows exactly it what I'm talking been,
2: about. Uh, cold on <laughs> it that It
1: must have been really cold on that set. But eyes were definitely drawn towards Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I
2: agree. Um,
1: Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I uh, just want to say we talk about this all the time. And we talked about this at the top where Stevenson made this bold prediction about the subscribers and how it played into the global footprint. International is everybody's game right now. Everybody's Basically. trying to capitalize on this. As you guys know, Sky – is a huge network huge in in uh england and and europe um partly owned by fox mm-hmm. now partly owned by whoever disney i guess it got some of it but then tried to split it off comcast owns a big chunk of it anyway sky and hbo are apparently close to renewing their wide-ranging european deal yeah um which is huge because they currently have game of thrones and this would allow game of thrones to remain on the comcast owned network mm. for many many years apparently
2: yeah.
1: um it at first thought warner media was going to roll out uh hbo max yeah. and compete with sky but apparently that's not going to happen they're going to just re- negotiate this deal with sky um and it's likely going to air some HBO Max originals on Sky over in Europe as well. Yeah, so, that's in the market. I mean, yeah, before you roll out the streaming service globally, yeah. yeah, that's a nice little way to get the foot in the water and say, well, how are our originals exactly. going to perform on an established service over there? And if they do well, you know, roll out HBO Max. I mean, it's not a it's not a dumb move. Agreed. You know, so I mean, you have nothing to lose by working out this little bit of a deal and seeing mm-hmm. how it goes. So
0: Agreed 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 oh ooh. Mm. this next one man mm. we we talked about this when it first broke on like a year ago yeah. basically yeah. maybe on episode 10 we talked about this <laughs> um,
1: wow that's a stab bro but I, that's I know, good that's I,
0: good I, I know right i know morgan freeman was accused by like i think eight different women Yeah, eight about women. Yep. Uh, sexual misconduct Sexual assault. Then being uncomfortable by him. Well, get this, guys. Morgan Freeman narrated the opening video on Tuesday's Warner Media's presentation to the investors. And that apparently did not go over well with a lot of the employees. No, no. Like, like you said, okay, all this news that we're talking
1: about right now happened on Tuesday at this big event for yeah. the investors. And, yeah, it opens much much like you guys have seen with Apple. They all do these events, right? Yeah. And they open with these fancy videos that are kind of like, whoa! and it's Morgan Freeman. Right. Right. <laughs> and so you can only imagine. Like, like J-Lo said, it did not go over well mm-hmm. with the employees that were wondering why – they would even hire him to do this right um now remember these allegations if if you remember two, two cnn reporters did this investigative uh investigation and According to these reports, okay, they're, they're, one of the women was six months pregnant, okay? Freeman, in a room full of people, now this is according to her, including his co stars at the time, Alan Arkin and Michael Caine, uh, shook her hand, didn't let go of it for a while, repeatedly looked her up and down, and said more than once of a variation of, I wish I was there to have seen this. She also says that he told her she was ripe. Oh. Now, those those reporters, guys, were at this presentation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that work for CNN obviously were at there. And they were just like – they were they were struck yeah. by how could you overlook your own network's reporting and hire this guy.
0: Well, I mean, let's be honest about it. We've talked about this off the show that basically the, all those were swept under the rug. Nothing they weren't. Nothing ever really happened. So I don't know. Like maybe the reporters that are accusing him of this like maybe they know what's going on behind the scenes but nothing publicly has come out against him like assault charges or anything no no
1: charges have been brought in 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 fact you're right it has just kind of been all quietly snuck under the rug and and while it hasn't hurt his career at all his public persona took a little hit yeah because around the same time that the allegations came out he was also in that dui problem where he flipped the car and it was like his niece but supposedly there was something going on there also so i mean he has kind of taken a hit personally yeah. but professionally i mean he's still he's he still getting business, the nutcracker
0: like last year yeah so, i mean,
1: yeah. And, I mean he, he's nat geo's story of god with yeah. more he's still currently doing all so guys we don't know yeah but i we just wanted to throw that in there because of all the stuff going on with the me too movement mm-hmm. and all of the stuff that's kind of like going on with the way women are treated in this we can understand why this, some people were upset. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and then it makes you, because all this really cool stuff was announced by, and then you have to question the leadership that would allow this to happen, like mm, so, I don't know, we're going to keep an eye on, because we just praised Stevenson for Anna Sarnoff, and putting her in control of Warner Brothers Studios, and then the same guy makes a decision to have Morgan Freeman narrate his thing, so yeah, you know, it's one those will they won't they kind of they will follow it exactly. we, we don't know we've got some other interesting news dealing with stuff like that also in, yeah. in today's news but i don't know we'll, we'll just see
0: hell yeah. Woo! hell yeah
1: we're finally out of the hbo warner media
0: stuff I man know, that, right? that felt 46 like... minutes in we're finally out of it probably yeah. a good 30 i mean HBO.
1: but i mean look this is that time of year where everybody jumps on and they have these big announcements yep. and you know why they announced all that stuff Because literally this week, this coming week, Apple is dropping.
0: And Disney is
1: dropping just a week or so after that. So Warner had to get all their shit out there, you know?
0: Yeah, Agreed, agreed. Well, now it's time to hop over to Netflix. Oh, man, a lot of creators were taking jabs at them this week over this decision. Netflix has announced a variable playback speed experiment, which allows viewers to watch TV shows and movies Slower or faster speeds on the service, which is really weird. I don't understand what they're trying to do with this.
1: I mean, is this something so that you can, like, binge watch a series faster? Right. And, like, what type quality issues does it have? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the audio syncs up. It's not like you're watching it at, in fast-forward speed and it's... You know, it just increases the overall speed. So, right. I mean, but still i don't want to watch an hour show in 22 minutes you know or whatever speed they're going to increase it to like
0: it's paced that way for a reason
1: exactly which is what the creators were saying we should say that this was only tested on android users for for the moment um and that it is only available there but i and you Again, like anything, because you read the user agreements, you have to actually opt into this. It's not like they just, Netflix on Android automatically does this now. You have to opt into it. But like JLo said you know a lot of creators were not happy about it Judd Apatow, Jay Chansecker, Brad Bird, Aaron Paul, Peyton Reed a lot of them went on to Twitter and were fucking pissed off about it Um, Judd Apatow especially man he made a great tweet like don't make me have to call every director and show creator on earth to fight you on this save me that time because I will win but it'll take a ton of time don't fuck with our timing we give you nice things leave them as they were intended to be seen I mean you can just in that tweet feel the frustration because yeah man you you, that's your baby that's your art that's your creativity your vision and you put it all together and you direct it or in some instances write it and edit it and then somebody fucks with it
0: yeah like
1: i don't even know man that'd be like you popping out a baby and then somebody else takes it and dresses (laughs) it basically puts it the way they want it and that's like not what you do i I mean i
0: agree i agree oh no it's weird it's weird well next thing that's kind of weird the duffer brothers they are are looking to make another type of same storytelling but i mean this one hasn't been told in a while
1: no 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 no. we we know that that stranger things was renewed yeah um we also know that a couple of the main male characters spoiler alert guys sorry for that were killed um, Maybe one, maybe not. Yeah. You know, as you guys, I'm sure by now have known about that. Um, but this is interesting because this kind of leads to maybe yes or no with the one that you think is dead but not. Yeah. They're looking to cast four new male recurring members on the new season season four three of them are going to be teenagers Mm -hmm. one of them is an adult Mm -hmm. now this is where it gets interesting because the adult says will be figuring prominently in a storyline that's set far away from hawkins Mm -hmm. now that would imply that our beloved is not dead Mm -hmm. you remember how it ended and he's way away from from hawkins I think that's going to have to do with that storyline. Yeah. But these teenagers, this sounds funny as shit. Yeah, um, right? Yeah. It's going to be an uh, adolescent trio, like we said, a teenager. One's a metalhead. Mm-hmm. One's a jock. And one is Jeff Spicoli <laughs> or a Jeff Spicoli type figure yeah. from like Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. I can totally see this because we all know it's kind of set in that era when yeah. Fast Times at Richmond High was on. Right. So you could totally see kids acting like Jeff yeah. Spicoli. I think that, look, the Duffer brothers are, like, extremely funny, talented guys. Stranger Things has been just, like, epic. Um, I don't know. This this, this will be interesting. This
0: one's going to be very interesting because it'll, like, it'll see that, I don't know, maybe the story should have ended after season three because (laughs) I don't know if a lot of people will like this. I mean... Like at the end of the third season, breaking up the original gang. So I, mm, I right, don't know.
1: right. And are, are these three new interjectees going to be? new members are right. they going to reform are yeah. they splitting off into factions I know. you know and, and
0: especially and, why introduce new characters when this is supposed to be your last season
1: right it's going to be oh i mean who knows yeah so but they're they're creative guys no, i mean you know no. you never know what's going to happen exactly. so but we're on time, we'll keep you updated because i'm sure casting announcements will be coming soon oh yeah so mm. Viacom CBS. Yeah, man. Yep. We what we just said this at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. It's about to be a done deal, guys. It is. National Amusements, which is uh, the, the parent company for both, um, has signed off on the $30 billion merger of the two companies because they had to approve the deal. Uh, The approval for the all-stock deal does satisfy all the closing conditions for the merger, according to uh, the majority of the CBS Class A shares and a majority of the Viacom Class A shares. That was it. That was the last big hurdle. So now Viacom and CBS can say that all of their other pending customary closing conditions – are going to roll right through and that the merger is expected to be completed by december
2: mm.
1: so there you go and we've talked about this too but guys the the reason we keep calling it ViacomCBS, viacom cbs that's going to be the new name yeah when it does kind of go through it will be renamed viacom cbs that's yeah. going to be the name of the company yeah. so it, it would appear that the redstone family got what they wanted exactly uh which by the way redstone family is controlling interest in national amusements and uh, you know and that's they own everything. Yeah, big so big, big. <laughs> anything that has to do with Viacom CBS, the Redstone family heavily is in control of. Yeah. Um the, I'm excited about this though. It brings back Star Trek all together under one roof. It mm-hmm. does all this uh, I'm excited to see. I think it's the right move and uh, you know Les Moonves is nowhere right. to be found, and exactly. I think that's a good thing. Right. So uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this Probably and see like if this hiding
0: out in Los Angeles. Yeah, in his fancy like, like glass. Type yeah, is <laughs> mm, the
1: right. the fact that CBS is still paying for that fancy skyscraper know, office is crazy. like crazy. If you guys have ever been on Sunset, that really tall uh, glass building, Sunset Tower. Like, it, yeah, I mean, you can't miss it if you're on Sunset. That's where he's got an office, and fucking yeah. CBS is paying for it. Yeah. What the
0: fuck? At the very top
1: what the fuck hopefully when this merger goes through somebody is smart enough in the new viacom cbs to say fuck that we're gonna not keep paying for this bullshit
0: exactly well i mean it makes me wonder like if he has some dirt on some people that they don't want like Someone that was ahead of, above him, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you never know. You never know. But I think that's going to be cleaned out anyway. I mean, yeah. once once this merger goes through, they've already kind of established their management team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anybody that would have been above Les that maybe had some, that he might have some, might be gone. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, who knows? I I, I, I just think it's all, I think the merger's good. I'm glad Les is not there. I, I, I That's a story we're going to keep an eye on for sure.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm.
1: This next one just goes to prove our point about international market yeah. and why everybody is fretting and why everybody's worried that Disney is going to have the upper hand because they're one of the most recognizable, if not the most recognizable brand in the world. Yeah. Um, Pinewood Group, you guys hear about Pinewood Studios all the time. Pinewood Group is actually who owns Pinewood Studios. But anytime, all the Batman movies, like anytime anything's basically filmed in London, it's Pinewood Studios. Right. Even way back, Star Wars, man. Mm-hmm. So. They are pulling out of Wales, where they have been forever. They have been in a production deal with Wales, and and they have been creating all kinds of stuff at the little studio that they have there. But they're pulling out of that. They're going to end that agreement with the Welsh government uh, in March, and then they're going to set their sights on. Oh, by the way, if for anybody who doesn't know that little in Wales huge shows like Bastard Executioner, Sherlock, like just a ton of shit films there. Yeah. So what that means for those shows, we do not know. But they're shifting their focus to Shepardin Studios. Mm. They're going to do an expansion of Shepardin Studios, which is going to become the second largest studio in the world. Now, you might recognize that because we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show. Netflix recently signed a huge deal with Shepardin Studios. Yeah. So I can see why they're diverting their attention to Ink and some money there exactly. um and pinewood studios in buckinghamshire they're putting a lot of money to complete new sound stages there and build a new huge facility to add on to that right there mm-hmm. that's where disney is planning on shooting a bunch of stuff wow. so Pinewood Studios is like, "Mm, Netflix, Disney, we got to shift our focus because both of them are trying to heavily come over here and they both have big deals. And so there you go. If that doesn't tell you how important the international market is and and, and filming internationally, I mean, guys, this is – everybody's all over it. I mean, you know, and I feel like other – we're going to be talking about this probably for weeks to come, but I feel like other – international studios, international production companies and, and stuff, you know, BBC. and yeah. They're going to be making similar moves like this to try to appease these guys, these giants that are coming over into their market. Yeah. So you know, we'll keep an eye on it, but I think that's coming.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Man, this next one, ooh, I don't even know how to describe it because I know you're not excited, but uh, the Superman and Lois series that is coming <sighs> to the CW. Maybe berlanti's not doing everything right.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm not excited about this one. This is the first one that I really disagreed with Berlanti on anyway. Nothing – please, please, please understand. This is not – this is not an attack on the actor or actress. Okay? This is not – has nothing to do with them. I just don't like Tyler Holchens – version of superman yeah maybe that's how it's been portrayed on supergirl i don't know i don't like his version of superman yeah and i do not like elizabeth Tulloch as Lois As lois lane i think i think that it was a mistake with the casting for her i think that they tried to go to margot kidder yeah and while Margot Kidder was phenomenal, I don't think it was the right move for the Arrowverse. Yeah. I just think, you know, pay homage, but don't try to copy. Right. And I feel like her casting was a direct try to copy Margot yeah. Kidder, Lois Lane. Yeah. I just don't think. And for those reasons, I feel like we're on Shark Tank Hall. Right. And for those reasons, I'm out. I'm out. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I, you know, it, and they're calling it Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, they saw how everybody was super excited when there were rumors about a Lois and clark reboot
2: yeah
1: um and that was a phenomenal show yeah but that very much was on the personal side you know and this one's going to be about superman not about clark right and and so i I just i don't know man i I just i don't know i am not sure i think they would have done better suited with different casting yeah um i'm not a fan yeah maybe
0: maybe it was a dumb decision Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I just – I don't know. Long had been rumored since the first appearance of Superman on Supergirl that maybe he gets a spinoff. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to hold judgment, but I don't think it's going to work.
0: Right. But uh,
1: Then again, that said – on the CW, you don't have to have like you know 18 million viewers a week to to survive. Exactly. So
0: I mean. Exactly. I, I... Exactly. Well, speaking of dumb decisions, um, <laughs> Jared Padalecki <laughs> was arrested over last weekend and charged with two counts of misdemeanor assault following an argument at an Austin bar. Padalecki is currently not in custody. uh Production uh, on Supernatural, which is about halfway through uh, its 20th season. Our twentieth episode of season fifteen uh, has not been affected by his arrest.
1: Yeah, because apparently he is—he was off. He was on a scheduled break when yeah. this happened, so it didn't inter- intervene or you know uh, mess up any kind of shooting stuff. Um, and this is such a weird story because there are rumors that he maybe owns this bar or part owner of the bar whatever that maybe it was a disagreement with one of the co-owners or something but if you guys remember he promoted this bar on social media the grand opening of it and he's like been heavily involved with it since it's you know opening so i don't know whether those rumors are true or not that he owns or co-owns or whatever but I mean, it it was bad. I mean, the video is awful. Yeah. You know, he's he's got people in chokeholds and he's trying to what appears to be bribe police officers that are trying to arrest him. Mm. And like it just it doesn't look good, guys. Um, That said, I think a lot of people were very nasty and like judging him very harshly and making guys remember this is a guy who has openly for many, many years talked about his battle with depression and fights depression and anxiety no doubt is on medication for that and look if he had a a couple of drinks you know too many mixing with that medication and everything this could happen exactly and you know to to demonize him all of a sudden look he made a mistake yeah exactly the mistakes happen you know and and if it's consistent if if if, you know if we're talking about this again next week or the week after or whatever then it's a different story but you know that this was a mistake, man, Agreed. and and I feel like uh, there were a lot of people demonizing him, yeah. and, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, a lot of people came to his defense, yeah. and so we're, we're just going to see. The one I'm curious about, though, it, uh, we, we said it didn't affect, you know, the final season of Supernatural, but remember, guys, it was recently announced that the CW was going to do a remake of... Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, yeah. and Padalecki has been attached, and it's been greenlit to yeah. move forward. So, will this affect that? Exactly. I mean, he he posted bond and was out, but it's, you know we don't know what's going to happen when exactly. when he goes to court, and you know so will it affect his upcoming project? Mm-hmm. Is what's going to be the real question, and we're going to keep an eye on that because I mean, I, first I just wish him the best. Yeah. I agree. You know because anxiety and depression is real, guys, and if the, if he's got some stuff going on, the last thing you want to do is demonize this guy for making a mistake or you know what i'm not condoning what he did but you have to understand that that's some real shit and when you're going through that stuff sometimes things doesn't go well and you you just gotta you know demonizing it is not the thing
0: exactly exactly we all make mistakes man we all really do and look ben affleck Mm -hmm. fell off the wagon
1: again apologized the next day but apparently had a really bad for example that yeah. This is a guy who just continuously keeps fucking up. Yeah. You know, and and you know, when you start getting on him, mm-hmm. maybe you got some point to. Yeah. You know, Padalecki not yet, but Affleck over and over yeah, and over and over part. and it, it's starting to get worrisome for affleck i gotta tell you
2: I agree. i'm worried
1: man he's got those kids yeah and jennifer tried to do right by him and yeah. like do the stuff but this is a guy who just can't seem to get it together yeah and i'm hoping his buddy you know matt damon can pull him together and like right. say come on man you got to get this shit straight because what a loss that would be yeah i know I we just kind of interjected this in there but yeah. i'm just thinking this guy's a brilliant writer yeah. and a brilliant director and a pretty good actor and that would be a tragic loss for hollywood I agree, I- right. and his family if he can't get this shit under control i'm that just saying it's bad so ben good luck buddy
0: agreed agreed well in this next one johnny depp oh man we know how he's had some <laughs> legal battles recently um Ooh. like with his lawyer punching people out on set and, and like, his ex-wife and yeah, and yeah mm. a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of people well he has just settled his long-running legal fight with his former attorney jake bloom who he had Accused of collecting tens of millions of fees without a representation agreement.
1: Yeah yeah uh johnny's attorney said that uh bloom's firm bloom ergot bloom being uh johnny depp's ex uh agent their attorney uh they're gonna pay an eight figure amount to settle the case yeah so um depp sued him back in 2017 Mm um 30 million dollars in legal fees yeah i mean
0: crazy. and i mean they had an 18 year relationship but that just goes
1: to show now we don't know because apparently johnny depp is shady as fuck right so maybe this guy stole 30 million dollars maybe he didn't didn't. but i feel like this guy just wants to get the fuck up out of dodge and he's like just gonna pay it to settle it and like get out of johnny depp's crazy house yeah i this has nothing to do with the amber heard lawsuit right. or any and all that but it could have something to do with why he wants to just settle and get the fuck up out of there because right. there's a lot of shit going on with johnny depp yeah. and this guy's probably like i don't want to be part of all this crazy shit anymore yeah, exactly. i'm just gonna give you some money and walk the fuck away
0: yeah seriously, um i seriously. don't i
1: don't know but <laughs> it's, i feel like we're gonna be talking about johnny depp for many many shows to come that, that you know this guy mm,
0: Which sucks, man. He was a brilliant actor. He was! was Fucking, like, I don't know what happened. If it was alcohol abuse, drug abuse, but it really sucks to see somebody like seen on the big screen so much have such a... Disastrous life, yeah, phase.
1: yeah, and, and he's a crazy awesome musician, exactly. Like, he's, he's got, got a band. so like, much talent exactly. and so much stuff. It's like, dude, I know. are you cr- just he's in the same
0: boat with fucking Ben Affleck? Yes, know? I mean, it just sucks. can't
1: seem to get his shit together. And I mean, like, it, it, that's sad, mm-hmm. it's sad, man. And but we talk about it all the time. People seem to forget both Ben and Johnny were young
2: exactly. when they
1: got into the business, yeah, you know. I mean, a lot of it. I mean, we're not talking like Drew Barrymore, young, no, no. but they were young. Yeah. Go back and watch the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Like Johnny exactly. Depp's a teenager, exactly. guys, exactly. and like you come in young. This this business can fuck you up. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. Speaking of a fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Space. Now talk about some shady shit. Yeah. That's right. I'm saying it. Uh, this is my opinion, though. Yes. My opinion. But I'm gonna say it. Some shady shit. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office dropped formally dropped there'd been rumors but they formally dropped a case against kevin spacey yes that's who we're talking about kevin spacey you might remember that he had an accuser a massage therapist um basically accuse him of um kissing him and grabbing him by the genitals during a massage session Mm -hmm. in 2016. here's where it all gets kind of weird yeah this guy died yeah right as it was all about to go to court Mm -hmm. this guy died um supposedly of cancer right I, I'm sure it was of cancer. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm just saying it. Just the timing of it seems a little weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, you never know. Fucking know with people
2: like that's what I'm
1: saying. I, I mean, right before they go to court.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I, I don't know. Um. The uh, the DA's official statement was during the course of the investigation the victim passed away. The sexual assault allegations cannot be proved without the participation of the victim. Thus, the case was dismissed and yeah. and thrown out. Yeah now speaking of not being able to participate because you need the victim right remember in july massachusetts prosecutors dropped another sexual assault case against spacey because the accuser that's right the accuser the one who said he was assaulted invoked the fifth amendment yeah. and refused to testify mm. so they had yeah. to drop it because you need the victim in order to prove the crime and yeah. the victim stopped cooperating
0: seems like there's a lot of settling out of court happening. i yeah
1: that's and i think maybe this one who died maybe didn't settle out of court I, I never know man. i don't i just i'm just saying kevin spacey getting really lucky yeah he's getting really
0: I lucky. I
1: just if there's such a thing that that seems like two very interesting things yeah. coincidences yeah. for his uh sexual assault cases
0: i agree man i agree opinion only crazy. we
1: have no idea no idea. alleged <laughs> we should say alleged sexual yeah. assault cases
0: make sure everything's politically correct
1: that's right alleged exactly still one hell of an actor yeah love kevin spacey i can separate the art from the
0: alleged behavior yeah all right now that we're done with that (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like it's kind of the same thing with michael jackson i mean you can't take away that that man was the king of pop no no and it's sad that we have to it, it we keep doing this oj
1: simpson like we have to separate athletes I and know. musicians and actors like there's the art and then the possible douchebaggery exactly. like or or in some instances just plain out criminal activity
2: exactly.
1: it's sad that you have to separate yeah, that you li- like but but you sh- for the sake of the other people involved yeah. i think you need to though right. so because if you boycott every kevin spacey film because of kevin spacey then you're hurting all of the all other the participants other in there set, yeah. if you boycott all of the accomplishments that the teams that oj simpson played for you're 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 voiding out all of the accomplishments of the other members exactly. of that and and on and on and on michael jackson like you said all the accolades all the producers and all the people that were involved in the making of all of his hits yeah. they shouldn't be punished for what he may or may not have done I agree. so i just feel like yeah you got to be able to separate you know not saying you have to condone like or approve but you should be able to separate right one from the other I just okay
0: well now it is time to have our guests come on the show oh man james moses black man this guy is killing it right now and everything
1: he is the epitome of the character actor that you know but don't know hell yeah you know he's that guy he even says it he does a great little comedy skit about he's that snap your fingers guy exactly. damn damn that's 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 and yeah. you can't think but he's everywhere yeah, if he, you yeah. if you have watched a movie or watched a television show in the last 25 years you have seen james moses black I
0: know. he's right? everywhere he's this is gonna
1: be a really fun interview
0: yeah seriously seriously you hear stories about Bernie mac sterling k brown and you know one of our personal favorites lauren graham mm. yeah.
2: yeah
1: if we get a chance to bring up gilmore girls we bring it up uh, hell yeah hell, you know hell we yeah do.
0: it's gonna be awesome man it's gonna be awesome here he is
1: james moses black welcome inside the crazy ant farm man thank you thank you for having me in the
0: crazy ant farm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yes indeed man we got a lot of excited fans when we when we started posting that you were going to be on the show uh, i mean we got a lot of followers who, who know you really well and they are excited i mean this is us alone man i i think people were crazy about Seriously. what he's gonna be on and then of course you got i mean dude you've been on so much stuff the unit freaking entourage always sunday in philadelphia mm, yeah, freaking like, yeah. Grazing, Logan, yeah like. dude man you're killing it the resident shit man yeah i was on
3: the resident before the resident got hot that's know? right yeah, man. man i'm
1: binge watching yeah. it right now dude And i was like oh shit look who it is like yeah <laughs> dude it was awesome man and of course you got the movie in theaters and we're definitely gonna be talking about that Hell yeah! Okay. All right, but what we like to do is kind of start off because we've got a lot of followers that listen to our show that are trying to also break into the industry themselves, and so what we would like to do is kind of always pass along some stuff from our guests about you know the industry itself and and how you got started. So let's start there. Um, I, I heard your big break was Snoopy, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: y'all got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope y'all got a hand-eater over there, too. That's <laughs> right, man. <laughs> uh, no, man, my big break was uh, when I was
1: born. You know, I was born, I had that was the break. There you mm-hmm. go. If I wasn't born, I would have never gotten a business, right? That's oh, right, so. yeah. Yeah, so till the 16th, man, that was my big break. 1962, <laughs> man, I was like, damn, I'm here. There you <laughs>
2: go. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, Snoopy, I did, that was a, man, that was like a childhood
3: play, man. I did in uh, elementary school, man. I didn't get the buzz for acting until man, some sometime uh, after college. Mm. I always was a performer, you mm. know, but I never thought, you know, I can get paid for being a performer, you know, right. right. Uh, so then, yeah, I, I got interested in acting after after somewhat college.
1: Interesting. So so, so it wasn't something just like right out that you thought this is this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I have to do. It kind of came later on. Uh,
3: it, you know, I could crack jokes and stuff like that and have fun, but I never you know monetized cracking jokes. You know, I was <laughs> like, well, maybe this will help me from not getting beat up if I crack a joke or something, man. But right, I, I never monetized that. Part of
0: entertainment before. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And you talk about yeah. crafting jokes. I mean, you went on tour with the Russell Simmons group. Like, that was freaking yeah, awesome, yeah. man. Talk about that yeah, a little man. bit. That was, that was Bernie
3: Mac, he uh, was live Chocolate, uh, Steve, uh, Steve, I forgot Steve's name now, but uh, Steve, <laughs> you know, whatever Steve's name is, and <laughs> Kenny Wright. There was a bunch of cats on the tour. Joe Torre's. you know, uh, DL Hughley. So I did the first Three Cities tour with them back in like the 90s man oh nice and uh, that was it was just phenomenal watching these dudes come I've never seen these dudes perform before and some of the women on the stage i never seen them before but it was just like constant laughter man he's those cats were extremely
0: funny, man. Oh, I can only imagine, to be honest, because yeah. I, all I can remember is, uh, honestly, Bernie Mac is one of my favorite comedians, and I fucking, uh, yeah. I love that Def Jam special, the first one he ever comes out, and he was like, y'all don't understand, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers, like, that is my absolute all-time favorite. That is funny.
2: I think my
3: that was and Bernie Mac was probably one of my first people that I could like really impersonate. You know, yeah, I could do Bernie Mac. You're know, doing nothing to me. Come <laughs> <laughs> <I miss it. laughs> yeah, here, you know. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he was a uh, he was one of the, my first dudes, man. I really appreciate it with comedy, man. Besides Richard Pryor and some other guys,
1: of sure, of course, of course, yeah. and yeah, you, you know, I don't know if a lot of people realize that you started off as a comedian and in comedy because you're always playing like these cops or the yeah. generals or the bad guys or like you know dramatic roles, Real but drama. yeah, this guy's funny. Yeah, this guy's exactly. funny as shit, man. If anybody, does I mean, one of the, I, I got to tell you, one of the things that I saw that I just is one of my favorite moments. Always Sunny in Philadelphia when you were on yeah. that, bro. Like, I mean, that's that's one of my favorite shows to begin with. I mean, that that cast has got to be some of the funniest people I've ever seen in like decades but that i mean what was it like working on that on that show bro because those people are like crazy man
3: yeah i mean you know charlie day glenn rob you know, they, they all i mean they have they've been working together for almost like now like 15 seasons mm-hmm. so they are they are like a weld oil dysfunctional team you know what <laughs> i mean <Hell> yeah. <laughs> they they you get on the set man and, and they're they're instant they're like okay okay I know that's written but we're gonna try something else mm-hmm. you know i'm like oh I'm game with that i can I, I love improv so they give you so many opportunities to you know not only tell their story but tell who you are as like an actor performer, mm-hmm. you know, so it was. I, I enjoy. I was like, man, I know you all ain't got no black people on the show,
1: but <laughs> can I be? Can I be like the first right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I, I gotta know what's Danny DeVito like, bro? I mean, it, it, I, uh-huh. he just seems to me like he's just this guy, like you said, that just an uh, improv or just a guy that just cuts loose, man. Is that right? Dude,
3: dude, yeah, let me tell you. So when I, when we did the episode, the second part of the episode, he had just, they had just announced his divorce from Rita Perlman. Right, right. So obviously he came. He was out drinking the previous night. (laughs) Cool, whatever, whatever. I don't care. But he came to the set, man, and I I was in amazement, man. Uh, And he got up there, and I didn't know he was like doing his lines, right? uh, Because I'm laughing, and they're like, "James, uh, we're shooting this." I'm like, "What?" (laughs) And
2: and he was such a character, man—a
3: funny and nice, and also a very nice dude. But just a dude that gets comedy, like you know, like one of the best, man. Mm-hmm. That's Camino, awesome. Like gets comedy, man.
1: That's awesome. I can only imagine what it must have been like standing there, going back and forth Hell with Danny yeah. and ad libbing, and being able to have that freedom, man. What what a joy yeah, as a comedian, right? Like that that had to be fun.
3: Yeah. Anytime somebody can open up, like from a from a comedic standpoint, and, and especially when you're you know when you're in a scene with someone, someone can open up, and and you know. You can go back and forth, man.
0: That's kind of like the best thing ever. Yeah, you know? and I mean, on a show like that where they give you that free reign, it's kind of open to interpretation, and you can like create your own characters basically. So that's really awesome. Yeah, play. absolutely.
1: That's well. I got to ask then because we're gonna jump back and forth because you've got, like I said, just your resume is insane. So we're gonna jump back and forth. But do you have a preference? Do you like playing the heavy guy, the drama guy, or do you prefer the comedy? Mm-hmm.
3: I, it doesn't really matter to me. I avoided comedy early because there was sort of a, a stereotype and a pigeonhole with uh, black comics. You mm-hmm. know, if you were yeah. really good at, at being a comic. You either should go to <clears throat> live or or you should uh, uh, get in a comedy. But if you did comedy, you always ended up in comedy. A lot of the best comics took a while to jump over, you know, except right. for like, you know, uh, uh, Will Smith. I mean, uh, but... Eddie Murphy is one of the most brilliant comedies, I mean, comics ever. Definitely. And he has a hard time jumping that fence over into um, you know, being a serious actor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Taking out as a serious actor. So um, I, I I avoided comedy for a while, and then, you know, I got into, like, those heavy roles, like cops and stuff like that. But that's the only thing, like, when I was coming up that, that was, you know, there was really available if you weren't Denzel Washington right, or right. Lawrence Fishburne or right. something like that. So I, I took him and ran with it, you know? Right. So, well,
1: I want to talk about yeah. that. And you're going to love this segue because I'm going to use this whole story into a segue. oh so. <laughs> um, but I,
3: have I a question real quick. Sure.
1: What is what's a segue? See he's still got you okay, still okay, got the little comedic, I'm huh? <laughs> Comedian or wise ass? We don't know, but I like both. <laughs> so so I, I wanna I wanna get serious for a minute though, because you brought up a good point about how there was like a stereotype or, or like a you're locked in to what they expected right. you to be. And I mean we've seen you know the huge movement nowadays with the diversity in, in the industry or the or the push for diversity right. in the industry. Mm-hmm. And and I heard heard a great story, and here comes your segue, because I'm going to ask you about this too, but we, Michael B. Jordan talked about how he had gotten so disillusioned at one point that he actually would only start going to walk in for roles that were white instead of black, because he wanted to prove, I just want to act, I don't want to be a black this or a black that, I just want to be this. So, how how have you found, have you found the, the, the push for diversity to be good for your career? Do you find challenges with it? Or, or how has that transition been for you?
3: Well, before I start off, I'll tell you a story. I went into an audition for something, and uh, it was a black character, and so I did my thing, and the... And the uh, Casting director said, "You know, James, can you can you be a little bit more black?" <laughs> and, and I said, <laughs> "I said, what do you mean, like Samuel Jackson black? Right, right, nice Q black,
2: black? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what degree of blackness do you want? Right, I'm, I'm a black
3: dude. Right, right. right. Like, <laughs> you know, if you take a, if I take a 23andMe test." All twenty three gonna come back. Uh, Are <laughs> <serious.
2: laughs> yeah, you serious? Know, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, what kind of great So I, I, get
3: what he's saying. Um, I, I, I had, I, 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 I had a tendency to avoid those stereotypical. Parts, you know, that were just, you know,
2: you just look. It's a black dude. Uh, okay, they just threw a black dude in this. Right, yeah. right. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't basically go in a room and say I'm going to turn the role up the white. You know, mm-hmm. or, or not, not, you know, maybe I could if it if it was
3: if it was um, if it was large enough, the scope was large enough, the movie or the uh, TV show was large enough, then you could think about. This sure. character, either being black or white or right. Asian or Hispanic, like they do now, man. Right, absolutely. So, when I came up, it was a little different, you know. You know, mm-hmm. do you you know do you want to take this job for two thousand dollars a day, or do you want to protest? Right. Sometimes I would protest. <laughs> a lot of times I would take that two thousand dollars. <laughs>
2: Damn you know? right, you got to
1: eat, right? I mean, you got you, you got to pay bills, bro. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, I, so there, I, is, uh, there, there is a there is a now,
3: not so much, but there is a. There are things that I avoid. I mean, I absolutely avoid certain um, roles and type of things that uh, are demeaning, and I, I, I don't do it. Yeah, I heard
1: you actually like turned down a role from Spike Lee. Is that right? Yeah,
3: because you know Spike is a, a, a bad grabber at the time. I mean, that's my man. too. Yeah, right. But yeah, it was it was uh, for Sucker Free City, mm. and
2: uh, and and you know Spike is notorious for not paying people. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: So. Oh, yeah yeah so I was like nah spike I'm not gonna go to San Francisco pay my way pay my way to a hotel and then do this role it's really like not really good, so I'm gonna pass. And Spike
1: never called me again. Oh, well, I so. mean, but yeah, you, you know, good for you though. Sometimes you just yeah. gotta stick to what's right and what you feel. And I mean, I, I don't think it's hurt you at all. I think I think your career is booming pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, for a lot of people don't know. Let me jump back. I kind of lost my segue here for a little bit. Um, for people who don't know, you actually worked with Michael B. Jordan. You you played Michael B. Jordan's dad on a, a yeah. episode of Cold Case way back Cold in the day, case. right? Yeah, man, that's
3: when he was just. He was like Michael B.
1: Scotty Pippen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't quite Michael B. No, no, no. no. that's before yeah, the tongue was. came out, right? That's before,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he wasn't quite.
1: That was Michael, you know, B. Scotty Pippen. Oh know? my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, I worked with him, man. And you know, I had told him because he he was just getting hot,
3: man. And he wasn't even hot yet. They, they had just like turned the turned the uh, oven on or the stove on, right? Man. Right. And, and I said, I said, man, look, if you need anything, because I think I was top of the show, and then Michael was somewhere near there. I was like, if you need anything, man, here's my number, call me, blah, blah, blah. Probably the <laughs> next week, he was on Friday Night Lights. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I, I called him up and said, hey, man, I need something. Right. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just turned down a roll. I'm going to need some uh, food this week, Mike. Uh, you got me? Yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I, I haven't ran into him since that, man. But he's a cool cat.
3: He was just, Nice young dude
1: man. well that's good to hear man. because I I mean you hear stories about how what, what a nice guy he is so it's it's good to always talk to somebody who's actually met him and worked with him and, and you hear yeah. that kind of stuff so you've worked with a lot of incredible people though I I, I gotta tell you and we're gonna jump into this because I don't even know how many people know this but we're huge Gilmore girls fans yeah uh, we've got several people that work with us that are huge Gilmore Girl fans a, a ton yeah. of listeners you want Gilmore girls man that that's fantastic what was Lauren
2: yeah,
3: Graham was, like you know, when you talk about that stuff, the first things that I did, you might as well ask me the question, like, James, how was it when you were born? Tell us, yes. like, when it was born.
2: When you was born, 1962. <laughs> how was it? That's right. How That's right. It? How was it? Did you spank?
3: Did yeah. you cry a lot?
0: <laughs> like, man, Gilmore Girls was like the first thing I I did, man. All I remember was like Lauren. Yeah, there you go. I bet. Yeah, because she was just
3: she, she was fabulous, man. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like Lauren, uh, and then Kurt. So th- those are kind of only two I remember. But it was I mean they brought me back for two episodes, which was cool. Uh, but that was like the first thing I ever did, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, well I had to ask because I mean Lauren Graham. I mean, d- does she actually talk as fast as it appears to be? Because right. I, I I just feel like that's her. I feel like Lauren Graham is Lauren.
0: Lie. Yeah, they set that show like that. They set they set the, the timing
3: and the, the, the speed of the show like that. It was supposed to move really, really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. so when I first went in I was like y'all talk way too fast (laughs) you're like I need to
2: keep up I feel like I'm getting
3: robbed
2: or
0: something I I don't know what that's that's hilarious
1: but you survived so there you go not me I don't know if many people can survive that so you did well let's jump in let's jump to something more current because I thought your arc on This Is Us was phenomenal man I agree the the role that you played the the pivotal role that you played to help Sterling K his character make his decision as to what he was going to do and not do. And I mean, come on, the pie, bro. Right. I mean,
2: exactly, yeah, man. I see. I thought that pie was. Yeah. I, I did the thing
3: with the pie, man, because I thought that I, you know, you don't just hand the blueberry pie over. Hell no. You
0: <laughs> I know you don't.
3: Hand one over, man. You got to have a little resistance, <laughs> you know. So uh, uh, when I when I did that thing with the pie, I was thinking to myself, man, I ain't giving this dude my pie. <laughs> Right. You oh, my
1: know? gosh. So that's where that came from, man. And I, I wanted him to reach for the
3: pie, uh, but he didn't. He just, and I, that's why I pulled it back and was like, I got the last one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so you had a little bit of freedom there. You did a
0: little ad-lib right there. Right?
3: Yeah, ad-lib works when it works. Absolutely. Ad-lib is bad when it doesn't work. I
0: mm-hmm. agree. You know,
3: so uh, he, was, he was generous enough as an actor, as a performer, to um, follow what was going on and gave his own thing to it. Absolutely. he was. He was a, there was a moment, though. You know, he got. You know, he was crying on the first season a lot. You know, what I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, saw the, I, saw the, I saw the twinkle
2: in his eye about to happen. I was like, nah, nah, nah. no, <laughs> don't do it. no, 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 no. I'm gonna give you the pie. Don't cry. <laughs> give you the
1: pie. Don't cry, man. That's right. <laughs> Well, I got it it's a serious, in all seriousness, though. The scene was just phenomenal, man. I, I, I just I really enjoyed the character. Uh, it's those type things, man. I mean, you've been really blessed to be on some of these shows with just amazing writing and amazing cast. And I think it says a lot to you, to your credit about the type of actor and caliber actor you are. I know you like to poke a lot of fun at yourself about, you know, people snap and like, I think I know this guy. But, dude, man, I, you got a lot of talent, man. Yeah, and you great. consistently keep landing on these shows. And I think that's a huge credit. It to you to where you are and where you're coming from. Listen,
3: listen man, I did Joe Dirt 2. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. All right,
3: all right, all right. So
2: you know, hey, what you just said about writing and great people, that was all out the window. <laughs> oh,
3: Joe Dirt 2 <laughs> was just an experimentation of uh, with how low can you go? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Joe Dirt Two was. Oh my uh, man, gosh! I got Joe Dirt Two out before you even say anything about Joe Dirt
1: Two. Words. No, <laughs> just get that one out of the way, right? Right. That's the way, fantastic. Man. We all have one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? I do want to. I want to get uh, serious just for a little bit again, though, because I, I want to talk to you about because we spent a long time uh, in Louisiana, uh, a good amount of time with the business over in Louisiana and everything, and we had Ed Asner on, and he okay. talked about what it was like. Uh, For his experience working on Roots, and I want to kind of bring it back to you because I know I know that you did the new Roots, the kind of the reboot of. of, What was that like to shoot that in Louisiana, and and that had to be really either powerful or difficult or maybe both. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, that's a good. That's a
3: that's two good adjectives to uh, describe it. It was powerful, but it was it was definitely difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, Louisiana has a. Sort of a tourist attraction of plantations. Absolutely. And I, and then I was like, yeah, I am never going to a plantation as long as I'm down here. Mm-hmm. And then I end up shooting on a plantation. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. So uh, I was like, oh man, this you got to be kidding me. And then one night they uh, they turned off all the lights. Mm. Like we, we were loading up, and they turned off all the lights, man. And then I was <clears throat> in the middle of this plantation trying to figure out. You know, I went back to you know, pre-1863 and I was like, listen, man, how in the world did these people get out of here? Right, you right. Know? I mean, because they had to deal with snakes, spiders, mm-hmm. gators, people who were going to hang them, you know, but it was, it, and then you had to find the river and go next to the river because you know, the river either went north or south and that's how you got freedom, going north. But like, how did these people find that? How did they get there? You know what I mean? So that was was the hard part about it and then there was one scene this dude hit me in the head with a spoon right mm. this, is a, this is a this is a funny i mean it's not funny but it's gonna be funny when i finish with it okay <laughs> so you know that you know that dave chappelle show where he told his intern to whip him yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, he hit him with the whip. <laughs> yeah. So, so i told the dude man it, he hit me in the head because i delivered his food wrong Mm. You know, this it, is same He popped me in the head with a spoon, mm. and he said, "He said, man, it got hurt." And I said, "No, nah, you can go just touch harder." I said, "Just put some put some foam on the back, and then you know we won't we won't see it." So he hit me with the spoon, and it was
1: the most degrading thing I'd ever been through. Right? Oh shit! Yeah, mm. uh,
3: uh, yeah. And so after they said cut, I said, "You hit me with that damn spoon!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He must have turned like I don't know orange, beat yellow. Oh, shit. <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh God, I hit one of the dudes." The dude who was playing the thing. Du- I hit him with that
3: two step, but I was I was being funny, man. So, uh, but it was nice to see his glow come about. Oh like, yeah,
2: I see, bet. You know that the,
3: the, the degradation of it all. You know when people were actually treated like that. You know, yeah. It just, I just that was that was probably the deepest part of it. You know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I, I love that story because I feel like it probably was a pretty intense set most of the time, yeah. and, and with with the history and with everything that's going on. So to have the know with all to like, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna pull a funny here. I'm gonna scare the shit out of this guy, but it's gonna be okay. Yeah. It's gonna be funny because I gotta lighten the mood up a little bit. Yeah, you right. know that that's fantastic. That that's the way you chose to do that. And what a great story, man! Yeah, what a great like story. It. So I oh, yeah. it, was, it was like
3: you said, it was an opportunity to lighten it up a little bit
1: because. Yeah. Absolutely, it was
3: deep
1: sea man. But yeah, uh, out of it. Sure, and then what? I mean, you've had some success in uh Louisiana, man. Logan, yeah. jealous as hell yeah. about that one, man. I fucking love Logan. So, uh, what? What was that like? That, was, that had to have been a pretty fun set.
3: Yeah, we, we actually shot in uh, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you in the New yeah, Mexico? We, okay. Yeah, um, you know, in between. Um, What's two towns? Santa Fe and the other town. There you go. Uh, I'll just <laughs> say uh, Nothington. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Nothington. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to me was down, you know. Uh, so we shot between there. It, it was good, man. It was uh, it was super hot out there. I think James Mangold uh, directed the uh, directed the
2: movie. Yep. Uh, you know, I, it,
3: it was. It turned out to be a great movie. Man. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be really good. It really did. Uh, they uh, they they did away with most of the military stuff. I was like, again, I was a military dude. Absolutely. And uh, uh, so they did away with most of my military action and. Um, you know, I I just you know, it was cool to work with Logan himself, Hugh Jackman, yeah, it was great to work with him, man. He's a he's a brilliant and very nice dude. And, uh, yeah, everything else was, you know, it was just like, let me get this job done and, and move on, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you know, just listening to you talk, man, I, I really I really love the fact you seem to, like, really have a solid grasp at You appreciate everything that you're able to do. Yeah. You, but, and yet hold on to all the realism. Like, yeah. this is what it is. This gig is this or this gig is that, and I'm just going to r- ride through this. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But you got to do yeah. what you got to do. I, I feel like that's the best attitude to have in a career that that you've chosen to do because this industry can be really tough man and i and i oh i just feel like that attitude is the perfect way to approach it
3: yeah it's not you know i I have a i have somewhat of a motto i haven't completed it all yet but uh (laughs) uh, it starts off with it's not always about you
0: yeah yeah
3: and that's that's what i take it when i go into things like the different 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 films or different TV shows, and it, it's not about me, man. I'm just I'm here to move this story along, but I'm also here to move the story along well,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I just look at it like it's not about me. Even one day when it becomes sort of about me, it won't be all about me because you can't be a selfish actor. You know what I mean? Right. You gotta you gotta give to people when you work with people. You gotta give to them. You know. Exactly, Absolutely.
0: Exactly. That's what I feel like. A lot of like the pre-Madonnas, as they say like they forget about it's about the audience what they will feel during watching this film like it's all about them that's what pays the bills basically so it's yeah, all about connection that's why they
3: don't make one man films
0: anymore exactly. only, <laughs> ensemble guys,
3: you know <laughs> yep, yep. <clears throat> except if you're like will smith but then you just saw and i love will smith
0: i love all of his whole family but you just saw gemini man right right
2: film right. and it
0: it, you know, it didn't do well. Nah, you yeah.
3: got to have some other accomplices in the movie. You know what I mean? Agreed. The
1: agreed all right well let's talk about yours because you got one in the theaters right now man black and blue Hell yeah. and uh it's pretty gritty you know about yeah. some, about some dirty cops yeah. <laughs> right. um so let's talk about that how'd that come about man and what was that experience like
3: uh i forgot who asked me to do the movie or cast me or asked me to audition for it and uh i read it and you know there was some peter dowling wrote it and i got a chance to talk to peter when i was in new york and um there were some, some holes in it, language-wise. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, when we got to set, Deion Taylor let us sort of fix the language toward how we would really say it, and um, I, uh, you know, as a, a black man in America, an any black man, or any person who is under suspicion twenty four hours a day, right? You, you you get to accumulate, whether you like it or not, you get to accumulate experiences when you come against these people, right? You know, when they when they stop you, that's that's an experience experience that you're going to uh, accumulate and probably keep in your mind for a whole a long long time yeah so uh i i was stopped i was in a, I had a z4 i had it all murdered out and i was in california i had a top down but i had a top down with a hoodie on
2: okay. <laughs> yeah right
3: it's a bomb car you know Ain't no. you know
2: this is a car that everybody can't get you know right? yeah. absolutely
3: so so I, I i i pull around a bus to the bus stop and i get out whatever i mean I, you know I, I i go fast cop pulls me over right Mm -hmm. So I pulled the hoodie down Because I was like Listen I ain't 28 no more But it didn't didn't matter So he pulls me up It's a black cop Right Mm -hmm. Black cop gets out The thing he says, put your hands on the will. And I'm going, my man, uh, okay. So he says, show me a license and registration. And I go to get it out of the glove compartment without saying anything. He's like, get your hands on it. You just asked me to get the license and registration. Right. Man. You know, he said, well, you got to let me know. I was like, oh, goodness gracious, a black cop like this. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, 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 it ends well. <clears throat> But he says, "Man, you just gotta like listen to the directions." I'm like, "Dude, I'm like an oh, old dude, man, in right. a C4 with a hoodie on." That's why you stopped me, bro. Exactly. You know? So uh, and you not and then you found out I was not 19 or 20. I got you know this hot car and I was like, "All right." But the thing that I gathered from that is, like, when I want to do this project, I, I wanted it to be the worst cop, black cop ever, you know. And I had that accumulation
2: of experiences. Where I could apply it, right? And I
3: could take it to like ten. Mm-hmm. But during the shooting, I, I told Dion, I said, "Man, I I kind of want to save a life, you know." So at first, you know, people think like I was being sexist with with uh, with uh, um, Naomi Harris, right. meaning as her character West. But I wasn't being sexist. I was being like, "I don't want you in this. Don't do it. I'm telling you, don't do it. Listen to me. Don't get involved." Right. right. That was. That was sort of the underscore of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So when she got, she came up, and I, I don't want to tell everybody the movie, but when she got involved, she disobeyed what I was saying, right. and that's what I was really the angriest about. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to save her from getting involved with something I just fell into, like I was trapped into it. Right. Like you had yeah, no as, way. As, out. as it goes on, you know, I was, you know, I I did my part, but if you see the film, I did it in a way that was a little bit more reluctant right mm-hmm. about doing what I was doing right you
1: know man that that's so. a fascinating story just how again you know the wherewithal to take a bad situation in your life that ended good thankfully for like you like you said but to be able to take those experiences and then work it into what you're able to do with your craft is is I guess that's I guess a form of therapy, right? right. <laughs> like this really fucked yeah. up situation, but yeah. I can turn it yeah. into something good, so.
3: Right. And then even even I'm like again I, I don't know how many of your listeners saw the movie, but when there's a there's a part in the movie where I just go crazy, mm-hmm. like cra- and I felt that I felt this dude who did that to me was going crazy. Right. And I took it to like I took it to 10. Yeah. <laughs> I took it
0: to, like 5. I took it to 10. Oh shit. You know, yeah. but he, but he, he still had his hand on his gun, and he was like, "You better," and if he would have
2: drew it, then I would have been. I, you know, I would have been like, "Oh my God, this is right, serious, right, yeah. right?" You know, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Even, even that element of
1: my experience, I was able to, you know, push over into the film. Hmm. Just outstanding. I mean, yeah, just, a, I mean, a really interesting story and and important. I'm glad. I love these type of stories because not only are we talking about the film and promoting the film and <laughs> and your craft and everything, but these type of things are important to talk about, man. Because this stuff is going on. And like you said, I you agree. know, I'm sitting there when you're talking, and I'm thinking, this guy says to you. You need to learn to follow directions. It's like, what the fuck was I do? You said get my yeah, ID. I'm, I'm trying to get I my ID. Like, <laughs> and it, it's scary. I mean, I, I yeah, and I can't sit here and pretend to even know what that feels like, and so the, 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 to understand that people have to go through that shit every day. That job. that is crazy, man. Yeah. And so, thank yeah. you for sharing that, man. Yeah.
3: And the other thing was you know, we were talking about uh, this is post movie. Uh, is like the, there's like people have been texting me and, and and grabbing me like man I I know your movie's at this theater but they took the poster down or they're trying to tell me they're not showing and they only got two showings and I was like wow that's deep yeah that's deep that they're trying to you know either manipulate numbers or make the numbers like you know or, or do something to bring down the the uh, the the attention that the film is, right. is getting I mean they scored an A plus on on Cinescope you know mm, yeah. and then they, you know they did 8 million I guess in like the weekend right so I'm, you know I'm, I'm just saying like you know man it's still there's still plots out
1: there they may not be get your hands up plots but there are still plots out there to undermine some of, of, of the movies that come out you know what I mean absolutely so, man and, and yeah. again i'm glad you i'm glad you brought it up because it is an issue needs to be talked about man and right. and, and congrats to you for having the bravery to say it
2: exactly. because
1: you know yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people feel it they're going through it but that they're they don't have that that courage to step up and say this shit's still going on so right. uh right. and so and we need more people like you to do that bro and so thank you for that absolutely Well, congrats on it. We saw it. We loved it. It is playing where we're at, and so we were thrilled for that. And, uh, you you know, I hope more people do see it. Uh, I I just think, you know, you're a phenomenal talent. You're you're killing it right now, and I'm sure you got a bunch of stuff coming that's going to be outstanding. Let's talk about that. What you got coming up?
3: Uh, Well, I did a show for Amazon we shot in Mexico uh, for three weeks. It's a half-hour series coming out, I think it's in March. Um, The uh, the title is Operation 8888. Okay, and I don't think that title is gonna stick, but mm-hmm. that's the title of the show. Uh, I probably can't talk about it, so you know, without you know losing a job or two. We understand, <laughs> so, no, wait, wait.
1: you good, you good. So I got this project. Here's the name, but the name is gonna change, and that's all I can tell you. Yeah. It's good. It's all right. I
3: can tell you, man. You know, it's be on Amazon. Uh, I'm writing a couple things right now, so those are easy to talk about. Uh, writing
2: up uh, a, a modern-day Misery. I don't know if you know, if you guys know Misery. Absolutely. Misery was with, okay. So I'm writing
3: a, a, a modern-day one, but it involves sort of like that Joaquin Phoenix type of character. Oh, who, shit. Who was there a, you go. Who's a method actor. Yeah. And then... And then he gets kidnapped, and then the rest is crazy from there.
2: Oh, oh shit.
1: shit. Yeah, that sounds awesome, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And then uh, I got one uh, we're trying to get done about the first integrated hotel and casino in America. Uh, and this dude, this one dude, he's a, like a high powered scout in um, in Las Vegas during Jim Crow laws in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he takes a test, and it proves that he's not white. Okay. And then, oh, shit. You know, okay. The girl gets
2: flipped. Yeah,
1: so, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Dude, man, that—that's yeah. intense, man. Yeah. You're like you're writing some serious shit right there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> you
3: know, I—I I, I wanted to write a movie called "The Elf and the Poodle." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that could work too you never know these days man man. you never know be some animated classic we'll get you know we'll get some big voices exactly
0: all these streaming services looking (laughs) for content man call call up call up your boy michael b (laughs) he'll he'll be the elf it'll be fantastic
1: man it'll be awesome (laughs) that's right that's right
3: (laughs) <laughs> what am I
1: gonna play? The pool, The <laughs> <laughs> So so do do you wanna go beyond the the writing? Do you see yourself moving behind the camera and possibly directing as well or No, I
3: have. you know, that's interesting you say that. I have no interest in directing at all. Um I, I like writing like acting maybe producing I'm, I'm well I am producing but um yeah I, I, I don't know man it's, sad. it's it seems like a whole genre of stuff that you have to learn and at this point I'm like man I'm you know I don't want to go to film school to be a director or but I, I, I've got—I've I've gathered a lot of experiences from being on like eighty different projects. Sure, and, sure. And I could—I could do it, but it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm
1: good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I like again. This guy is so real. He's like, you yeah, no, I'll write, oh, I'll act. I don't want that directing shit. I mean, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm no, it's good. Right, <laughs> That's fantastic, yeah. man. So, yeah. okay, so listen, like I said, at the top of the show, we, we got a lot of listeners that, uh, first of all, I, I can just tell you right now they're going to appreciate the realism that you brought through the whole interview. But if you could, what we'd like to do is kind of drop some advice for some people that are trying to get up in the industry and then maybe a pitfall or something, something to look out for that they should maybe uh, be weary of. What would you say?
3: All right, let's deal with the pitfall. All right. Um, so the pitfall is is your lack of confidence. Mm. That's the pitfall. That is the, uh, to me, the line across the sand is your confidence because that's the only thing that that will start you on your journey is that you have the confidence to do what you're about to embark on yeah you know it is I, you know people are like, oh man is it easy it's it's not listen it, it is easy from this point. I love it mm-hmm. right and it's easy to love for me because you know this is something I want to do mm-hmm. but if if you at that if you're at that point where you are trying to decide uh, between a nine to five and a a no hours job and you say I need the money I think you better go with the money. There you go. Because this is not this is this is not guaranteed. You know. If it was guaranteed it'd be a lot more actors and and there are a lot in LA, but there, there would be a lot more people doing it. So the pitfall is you being turned away by lack of confidence.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the pitfall. Um, I would tell you, you know, later on, it becomes your 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 circle of friends and the people who mm. you associate with. Absolutely. And also, and also it is a, it's it's
3: one of those things where you can't take everybody along. You know, it's exactly. just really, really an individual journey, man. You know. Yep. You still love God, and, 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 and you better rely on him heavily. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I didn't but. Yep. and you have to be motivated by yourself. Yeah, That's all it is, man. You know, everything else is like, you know, if you want to be a steel worker, well, I want you still. If you want to be a, a dude that makes automobiles, you need to go to Detroit or China. One right. of the two. Make your, make your mind up. Right, uh, right. If that's what you want to do but you have to be in the area of which where filmmaking is taking place, you know, and that's California and a little bit of, uh, of, of Atlanta now because there's some things popping in Atlanta, but, California is I mean Los Angeles is the Mecca absolutely so, man you know if you want to
1: do
0: something
3: you got to go to the Mecca yep exactly. and,
1: it ain't, and man it ain't easy out here <laughs> no man <But laughs> it ain't easy out here it's man. not but you know you, you it, that's straight talk right there you, you got to earn your dues through through Los Angeles that, that, that's how you got to do it and right. I love that I love the pitfall and the advice man because you know we talk about confidence all the time with a lot of the people that reach out to us and it's like if you don't believe in yourself. No one else is going to believe in you. That's exactly. damn sure. Yeah. So you got to right. believe in yourself to convince other people to believe in you. And we hear over and over. And you just add to that about the team, man. Yeah. You got to surround yourself with the right people because if you don't, that can yeah. really fuck you up too, man.
3: Yeah, man. It could throw you in a, a serious windstorm of competitiveness. Absolutely, know? man. Like if you surround yourself with people who aren't who are on your level, y'all. Everybody's struggling, so that means you know, if, if there's one boat one small boat, and everybody's trying to get in the boat. Somebody ain't gonna pull the other person out to get in the boat. Yeah, you know mean? That's how it is. So you got to be careful that you know you surround yourself with people who can just everybody can hang on to the boat and survive. Absolutely, you know
1: man. I mean? And be so, smart enough, like you said at the top of that, to know which ones to not bring in the boat. Like you know, right. like like you said, you can't bring everybody, and there's you're just everybody gonna have to make that decision. Boat,
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> you, you,
2: you wouldn't
0: believe it was the people on the
2: Titanic that got off on the other side of the
0: boat. <laughs> <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> That's right.
1: Like, man, I got this little ship
0: over here, bro. Come on. That's right, right they, man. It couldn't save everybody. Exactly. No. So, exactly. Uh,
1: Oh man, yeah. it, dude! What a phenomenal interview. You've been an absolute joy to talk to, man. Yeah, you, you are funny but real, and I think that's the best kind of guest to have on the show. Somebody that can actually give you advice, but also hold the realism and have a good time doing it, man. And you've just Absolutely, been fantastic, man. bro. Hey, well, you guys make it easy too. You know, when you're on time, you know. What I'm oh, oh, damn. oh uh-huh. damn. <laughs> I think that one went to the other side of the boat. That that was on the other side of the boat, right? Yeah. <laughs> dude, man, you are hilarious, bro. Uh, listen, open Thanks, invite, man. man. Anytime you want to come. I definitely want to have you come back on and talk about the projects you're writing because those sound fantastic, hey, man. Yeah. And yeah, even man. that one that you can't tell us anything about when they change the name and you're good to go. Come back on, bro. We want to talk to you again. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll
3: talk about it, then. It, was, it. Mexico was quite the experience, man. So I, uh, I bet. We'll definitely talk about it, man. Awesome,
1: yeah. man. Well, listen, have a great rest of the day, dude. And Oh, All before right. we go, because you know this is important and you brought it up with Grammin and shit, Tell everybody where they can follow you because we want to make sure everybody follows you and and pays attention, man. Okay, so if
3: you're 40 or over, 40 years (laughs) or over, follow me on Facebook because that's probably the only (laughs) thing you know how to... There you go. Uh, (laughs) If you're like forty five and under or maybe forty and under, uh, I'm on the gram at who is James Moses
2: Black. There you go.
1: All right. All right. Well, we're gonna make sure to send whatever age demographic we got. We're gonna send them to the right the right direction to make sure they follow you, bro. All right, man.
3: (laughs) I appreciate you too. All right, man. Have a good one, bro. All right, bro.
0: You two, both of you. Yep, take care. That dude was freaking hilarious. (laughs) It's awesome that he can bring so much much comedy and be so dramatic in his role
2: yeah
1: i, I mean like to be it because i'm gonna be honest with you bro i get pulled over like that and go no. through that shit i can't find the humor in it no. i would be pissed no. so for him and i i can't imagine that was the first and probably won't be the last that happens to him right to be able to find some humor in that or find some good and be able to to move it into your craft and work it in a way that's a positive situation i mean kudos to him And, and i just yeah that dude's what
0: a blast man hell yeah hell yeah thank you again james moses black for coming on the show all right now it is time for our top five segment we teased it at the beginning of the episode this week it is top five martin scorsese films because we appreciate his art, even though... That's right. Yeah. I That's mean, right. we appreciate James Cameron, even though he can be a douche. We appreciate <laughs> so many others. Like, you know, it is what it is, but we appreciate your art.
1: Look, I just... I, I mean, I really do think Scorsese is a brilliant filmmaker. Yeah, if you, if you guys follow us, you know we're working on some projects, and one of our projects even shows our appreciation for Scorsese and yeah. Coppola and, and all of the classic New Hollywood filmmakers. Exactly. But it was a total douchebag move. You, you've you heard us talk about it, guys. It like him just attacking Marvel and then all these other guys following suit to attack Marvel with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now they're backtracking. You guys have heard us talk about it. They're backtracking, trying to clarify, no, it is art. It is cinema. We just meant this. We just meant – then just fucking say yeah. that. And that's why I'm kind of pissed about the whole situation. If you were just pissed about yeah. not getting into theaters or not having your film seen on as many screens because of tentpole films,
0: just say that. Well, and my thing is I feel like it's not all their fault either. I feel like a lot to blame is the media because they misconstrued things to turn them into a headline.
1: It's true. It's absolutely true. But I, And look, this is an issue. I don't discount what they were trying to say, right. but they just shouldn't have ever invoked a specific studio or a specific set of films. Because like you said, then the media grabbed it and ran with exactly. it. So, But they did say it. Exactly. They did say Marvel and not tentpole films. Exactly. And so, and there was the problem. But to show that we're not biased, because you guys know we're huge Marvel fans and comic book movie fans, but we're also huge fans filmmaking fans exactly. and just love the art of filmmaking and we respect all of it that's why this is our top five
0: exactly did you have a hard time with this one i did i did I, too it was really difficult because i wanted to put all of yours on mine and i'm sure vice versa well
1: i, I mean he's had some epic films know, like scorsese's
0: an epic filmmaker uh, no, i just want to throw an honorable mention in there uh he directed michael jackson's video for bad he did so, he did throw that one how out many people too? know that right exactly. i mean that's
1: some rare stuff yeah he he directed a lot of stuff guys that mm-hmm. you probably have no clue you should go back and look at his list of credits yeah and then you'd be like what the fuck right. martin scorsese directed that yeah you know i mean i think our lists are fairly obvious i think we'll get a lot of listeners who agree with our lists yeah. but trust me go back and look at his imdb page's credits and you'll be like what the
0: right it's it's just one of those man. it's freaking crazy it's freaking crazy well i know i gotta gotta start it with one of my favorite all times films oh man the departed this one mm-hmm. is so good that it is on both of our yes, top yes
1: luckily i can't believe that we didn't duplicate more I'm like you said i'm sure we wanted to duplicate more but departed the only one that we duplicated yeah so that's seriously interesting.
0: seriously and honestly in my opinion the most underrated character in that film marky mark Yes. He's a badass in that film. He's a badass
1: in that film. Yeah, everybody talks about Nicholson, but, I mean, yeah. Like, Mark Wahlberg killed it in that film.
0: Dude, there's so many great actors in that film. You got Martin Sheen. You got Leo. You got Matt Damon. Yes. You got, like, Nicholson, like you said. Just mm, insane, man. But uh, number four for me is Shutter Island. Mm. That one was really intense. This third one, though, was... It's honestly one of my all-time favorites ever because it's just good old boys freaking growing up in Brooklyn, Bronx, anywhere in New York in those days. Goodfellas, which is based on a true story loosely. But uh, yeah, just a really good one. Uh, Number two was Wolf of Wall Street. That was probably my favorite three-hour film honestly
1: (laughs) look i'm gonna give you wolf of wall street i loved wolf of wall street i'm a huge fan of it but the reason it's not on my list is because i'm fucking old school i'm gordon gecko all the way i just think the epitome of wall street badassery is fucking wall street with michael douglas (laughs) and gordon gecko but i'll give it to you i liked wolf of wall street i I did
0: so good so good and my number one all-time favorite oh my god goodness how could you not love this fucking film gangs of new york Mm. daniel Day lewis and leonardo dicaprio man just Just, give a phenomenal performance
1: leo bro leo
0: and scorsese four four out of my five with leo
1: i'm telling you man i I mean it's brilliant i got a couple with leo as well so i mean i'm telling you casino is number five for me yeah Uh, just uh, joe pesci just the whole gang there Mm -hmm. i mean brilliant fucking film sharon stone like like just phenomenal. when you're talking gangster films scorsese's the guy man i mean just it's brilliant you like you said uh my my duplicate here departed yeah i think you said everything we need to say about departed absolutely brilliant cast brilliant film
0: taxi driver Mm, the original joker well yes
1: (laughs) what all time favorite character study film yeah i just think this is a brilliant look at a very twisted man and a twisted life and where it can go and how awful it can get it was it was just absolutely brilliant Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that there's another character study movie that scorsese did with de niro just as brilliant a little bit different but just as brilliant fucking raging bull yep it's like the rocky before rocky man it's just like a brilliant fucking boxing movie with old school young de niro um it's just it's fantastic and sticking with because i'm old hollywood i'm a huge fan of old hollywood i've always been a huge fan of old hollywood a scorsese leo masterpiece i think honest to god masterpiece the aviator the story about howard hughes i just think it's a brilliant fucking movie i Mm -hmm. think they nailed howard hughes i don't think leo could have done anything any better playing the role of Howard Hughes? Uh, Gwen Stefani is it? Yeah. I mean, so many different people were in this film talking about Hughes's legendary career yeah. in aviation. It's called The Aviator, but it also touches heavily on his involvement in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think a lot of people don't remember that Howard Hughes was a film producer yeah. and had some films, man, and with the f- discovered Jane Russell for exactly. Christ's sake. I mean, like so he ran
0: MGM there for a while. Yeah, right? it was it was a brilliant brilliant guy. Um,
1: um, so And brilliant film. I mm-hmm. think Scorsese killed it on that.
0: I just thought it was epic. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's obvious that he loves Leo and De Niro. Those are his two guys. And Pesci. And Pesci. Although yeah. Pesci,
2: we
1: should say, the Irishman is getting ready to hit. And it took a lot of work to get Pesci back in yeah, it. Yeah, he was
0: retired. Guys. He was
1: retired and didn't want to do it. And Scorsese couldn't get him. It ended up being De Niro on Scorsese's request yeah. that basically got him to get yeah. into this film after all. What, 40-plus phone calls and Something attempts like to that. get him yeah. to agree that's crazy it really is, i want to be in that spot i want to be in a yeah. spot where i can d- turn down 40 calls from scorsese or and scorsese, de niro yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't need it i don't need it exactly. <laughs> i like, joe pesci i want to be that youths exactly. we're Utes still though we're good we're good yeah, we're good. Hell yeah man. <laughs> my Hell cousin yeah. viddy i'm just like uh, that I, I know it has nothing to do with our list but that has got to be one of my all-time favorite performances by pesci Hell ever yeah. that movie so is good. just
0: so good yeah. so good oh man and i mean of course he's in my fucking favorite movie ever home alone yeah that's yeah
1: nice. oh yeah well duh yeah <laughs> i mean so now all of a sudden it's that maybe that's next week top five joe, joe pesci, pesci uh, <laughs> movie let's do it that should be okay we we just totally scored that that's gonna be our top five next week joe uh, pesci yeah. performances it's gonna so be brilliant
0: fucking funny so fucking <laughs> funny well speaking of box office let's head over to box office recap man oh goodness i predicted a lot right some wrong um Number one was Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Angelina Jolie bringing in nineteen point three million. I predicted fifteen to twenty. Number two was Joker, just barely, Barely. Though, uh, with nineteen point two million. Yeah, that's right, three two. Yep.
1: Yeah, a hundred thousand dollars separated them. That insane. is insane.
0: Uh, I predicted fifteen to twenty. Number three was The Adams Family, which I got wrong. It came in with twelve million. Number four was. Zombieland Double Tap, which I got wrong. I predicted are they got 11.8 million. And number five was Countdown with 8.9 million. I predicted that one right with around 5 to 10. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was honestly surprised about the flip flop of the Addams Family and Zombieland since the cult following is Zombieland. But, you know, it is what it you is. You think
1: Adams Family, since this is an animated version, maybe saw a little uptick because of Halloween?
0: Mmm, that's a good point. That's I mean, maybe
1: bringing the kids to see it, or yeah, you know, because exactly. I know. I mean, while while Halloween, you know, fell yesterday. Yeah. Last week we saw a lot of Halloween events yeah. around town, Agreed. so I mean, it could have played into it. I don't yeah, know.
0: You never know. You never know. And oh man, the one we saw last night. Oh, got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about it next week, though, when more people see it. So we don't get it. Yeah, we don't want to do spoilers right
1: out the gate. Yeah, but you know, seriously,
0: uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Our buddy Billy Ray coming back. Yes, to help yes. A lot with that,
1: Sarah one. Connor. Mm -hmm. huge role in this film guys that's all we're going to say non-spoilery but billy ray came was brought in specifically to write for sarah connor how awesome is that
0: that's badass like that's badass Hell yeah um you got harriet coming out the story about harriet tubman oh that looks fucking brilliant um and then we got motherless brooklyn also coming Mm. out this week with uh, edward norton yes I want to
1: see that one there's a lot of movies this weekend I want to see and we're going to see them all because we have Regal Unlimited exactly (laughs) Exactly.
0: the real movie pass bitches (laughs) (laughs) soundbite right there that's right Uh, movies you can still go see you got (laughs) Countdown our buddy James Moses Black Black and Blue you can see Current War Director's Cut Maleficent Mistress of Evil Zombieland 2 Joker and in some theaters Downtown Abbey Hobbs and Shaw Lion King, Gemini Man, and The Addams Family and in some other theaters Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well because they're trying to get that Oscar buzz going.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And Oscar, speaking of, guys, if you get the opportunity, man, The Lighthouse, Mm -hmm. uh, Judy, there's all kinds of Oscar nominees or or what we think is going to be nominees playing. You just got to find them. Go check them out because they're all great films. And man, I got to tell you after that interview with James, if you don't go see Black and Blue, that story about what he brought into the character there, that should make you Go see it right there. I agree. Go check that out, guys. Because as you heard in the interview, man, it, like a lot of theaters are kind of cutting down the screen count on yeah. it. It's not getting as much as we like. Get get out there and see it, man. Show them the support.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, number one this week I think will be Terminator: Dark Fate with around thirty to thirty-five million. Number two I think will be Maleficent: Mistress of Evil with around ten to fifteen. Number three I think will still be Joker. I think Maleficent: Evil our mistress of evil is going to stay above joker this weekend just because of the longevity it's been at. Mm. and in my opinion we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but i predict that at number three at 10 to 15 number four i think it's going to be harriet with around five to ten and number five i think will be the adams family with around five to ten
1: interesting yeah interesting
0: i know man. i'm
1: gonna make a, a prediction i'm just gonna make a prediction that you may be wrong about adams family and joker only just because of halloween yeah I mean, it is holiday. Halloween is over, yeah. but it's Halloween weekend, yeah. and
0: maybe you see a little uptick. So you think the Adams family possibly number four, and the Joker number two? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. We'll see what happens. Man. I know. I know. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Right. I'm, I I think I'm more
1: comfortable about Adams family than I am I Joker, Joker, but I'm just yeah. I, I'm calling. I, I think.
0: I feel you. I feel you. Now it is time for the IMDb pros top trending segment. Oh man, we love this app. We use it literally. Every morning when we wake up and every night when we go to bed, man, like it's all about staying connected to the industry and that's where it's all from.
1: You read into that any way you want to. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm just uh, – oh, yeah, yeah. With our coffee. With coffee. Yeah. We, we use this app with co- – I use it with coffee. And, and with wine, wine. <laughs> you know what what J doing in the morning and in the evenings with it, I don't know, but I'm coffee and wine with it. That's all I'm saying.
0: Whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, top trending movie is Joker still rocking and rolling. This next one I'm not surprised at at all. Um, the top trending show is Watchmen. Yes, because I mean yes. it's making a huge vamp over there on uh, HBO, I believe, right?
1: Yep, yep. And you know, funny, just to kind of mix in, because uh, it's on HBO and everything, and talking about, and you know, the film Watchmen was Zack Snyder. Yeah. Apparently... When HBO Max announced that they were bringing all the DC films on there, mm-hmm. a huge fucking campaign yeah, started funny. and swarmed about the Zack Snyder cut Justice of Justice League, League yeah. to be put onto HBO Max. These people are relentless, they bro. I would like to see a battle, like a throwdown between the Zack Snyder cut Justice League people and the Save Daredevil yeah. people. Those are two of the most committed groups I've ever agree. seen in my life, bro. That That's like hardcore,
0: man. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. And the top trending star is Joaquin Phoenix. Fien- now, I'm going to make a prediction about the IMDb trenders. I don't think movie and star will be the same next week.
1: No, I think movie is going to be Terminator. Yeah. That's just I, Probably just that, uh,
0: that new actress that is the new Terminator or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or him. Or, or bad Terminator. yeah, Luna, Gabrielle Luna. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I hate, hate – that he is not going to be Ghost Rider. I yeah. hate that that series got canceled. I was so excited because I think Terminator is going to put him back out there for everybody, yeah, everybody who might see. not have caught him as Ghost Rider on S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That series would have been epic, man. Yeah. Huge mistake by Marvel with that. I mean, yeah. see, we don't agree with everything, everything. Marvel does. I mean, no. about
0: 90%. Fucking but
1: canceled I, Cloak and Dagger? Yeah. Fucking canceled the Ghost Rider so series? Like, crazy. no, what the
0: fuck? I know, right? I know, right? But, I mean, I think a lot of that might be about to change because of the new head of marvel I, I i
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i think because so. i mean you know he had some restrictions and rains and shit even yeah. though a lot of it wasn't his fault no hopefully he fixes hopefully bit. hopefully hell yeah hell yeah well now let's transition into the music side of things billboard chart toppers this week some things change some things stay the same i love when this one pops in back into the vinyl album cells abbey road by the beatles Oh, goodness.
2: That's all
1: good. It's all good. I'm scared. No, I'm scared. no. I'm just, I'm learning so much about you today. Yeah. I thought I knew you after all these years, yeah. but I'm learning, you know, you have this thing with IMDb Pro in the mornings and the evenings. Oh, you God. like th- when things pop in, and like, I'm just,
0: I don't know, JLo. What I'm is just. Happening? What is happening? And I'm the younger one, guys. Oh, I'm come Gen on. Z. I'm 12. Yeah. I am an eternal 12. It's all good. So funny. It's all good. So funny. <laughs> Top album sales goes to Walk the Sky altar bridge uh the top streaming song is still highest in the room with travis scott uh the top digital song sales goes to lose you to love me by selena gomez Mm. and apparently there was a lot of drama behind that which is
1: probably why it is where it is so um yeah drama
0: yeah seriously seriously uh top trending radio song is still lizzo's truth hurts and the top Artist of the week and the Billboard Top 200 albums goes to Post Malone and his album Hollywood's Bleeding. There you go. So, he's rocking and rolling bouncing in and out each week. And New Hot 100 this week, Someone Loved You by Lewis Capaldi. Mm. Yeah. So, Okay. I know. I'm interested to hear that one. It looks like a or It sounds like a good title. So, have to check that one out. Well anyway, guys, thank you so much for getting crazy with us on this big ninetieth episode. 90. So fucking crazy. We gotta thank our guest one more time, James Moses Black, for coming on the show and just having a good time, man. I love cutting up with him. He oh yeah, epic. dude.
1: And I mean, we we have been so unbelievably blessed. Over these 90 episodes, with the people that have joined us as guests yep. on the show. They've just been, and we've got some great ones coming, coming up. up I mean, just unbelievable people coming I know, up. I, 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 can, I Should we tease them? Yeah, nah, yeah, maybe, yeah, but nah, yeah, just yeah. trust us. Exactly. Well, follow us because JLo about to tell you where to follow us That's on social right. media. You're going to see some of these guests we have coming up, and you're going to be like, damn. I know. You a fan of raising Dion? That's, right. all gonna exactly. That's all I'm going to say. That's I'm going to say. But yeah, just uh, some phenomenal people coming, bro.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Be sure to follow us on social media. There you go. <laughs> Crazy media on all social media platforms we are everywhere including pinterest so pin some shit with to our boards <laughs> 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 but it has to be crazy But it has to be crazy that's right. It's gotta be Pin some and, crazy shit On our and, boards I mean it's gotta Pop in and out and, uh, At night Only night, at night Or in, in the, the morning, morning. Don't but, post shit In the afternoon No That ain't how no, we roll It's not Midday not for us <laughs> No We like, fucking hate midday like, <laughs> uh, Make sure to follow us Both on On our personal accounts Myself At JLoFantastic And Crazy
1: Guy 1970 And we're right. both
0: on Pinterest Exactly Fucking
1: feel free To pin that shit there too exactly. you can find us man Hell yeah.
0: Hell we're everywhere yeah. and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, and so many more and be sure to visit our website crazyantmedia.com to head over to our merchandise page and rock the latest and greatest crazy ant apparel because you know you guys want to look crazy like us we love it it's insane and oh